in conversation with Michael, Krista, and Judy. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. This is episode 350 of the podcast. And also, this is a big one. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. This is two hours and 20 minutes or so. And luckily for you guys, it's not just me. I got around the table, Michael, Krista, and Judy from the Wild Eye office, and I said to them, listen, do you guys want to go downstairs and we talk about anxiety? Now, why? Why do you want to talk about that? Well, since COVID started, I don't think there's a single person out there who does not feel anxiety. I think a lot of people still don't want to talk about it. Guys especially, it's like a stigma. Oh, no, I'm good. I can deal with anything. I also had some interesting chats with guests of mine on a recent safari where they spoke about how connecting with nature and going on safari is a way to, for them to deal with anxiety. I have written about it in my newsletter. I send out a, week, a newsletter every, every, every Friday, and it's not just wildlife and photography and travel. I speak about personal stuff, um, life, kind of, yeah, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I'll put the sign-up link in the description if you're keen. But all of this just got me thinking. And then the, the, the moment I decided to do it was I was working from home on Tuesday, and there was an, an interview with like a, a life coach slash business psychologist or something. And they did a, a phone-in program where they spoke to people about how they feel about going back to work. And in the hour program, only two people, only two out of, I must be like 30 phoned in and said they're ready to go to work and they want to go back to work and they're not anxious about going back to work. So all of these things came together and I couldn't sleep a couple of nights ago, I guess because of anxiety. And I got up and I started writing for my newsletter and then I spoke to my sister about it and she's like, okay, cool. So, so that's how this thing came together, right? So we went downstairs to Lupa in the, the building where the design call, where the wild offices are. And we literally just started talking. So we dug into anxiety to start with, but it went all over the place. Travel, how we feel about travel, uh, some good laughs, some very different directions. This is about as open and honest as you're going to get. And I'm very proud of that. I'm proud that we as a company can put out the truth, the honesty, how we feel. Because I don't think there's many companies who do that. I don't think there's many people who do that because people don't want to talk about these things. Now, we're not going to give you advice on you need to do this, but I think, and hopefully we do, give you some food for thought, something that might help you. you there might be one thing that triggers it in you that, oh, shit, maybe I should try that. Or, you know what, I'm not alone. There's people out there. So we go really deep and we go really shallow as well. It's all over the place. But I really enjoyed this episode. And, well, let's talk about it afterwards. Here we go. This is the two-hour and 20-minute conversation Michael, Krista, and Judy, and myself had about anxiety, life, and everything in between. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Okay, so I've got around the table with me Mike, Judy, and Krista, and we're sitting down at Looper in the design quarter design from the office, and we're going to talk about anxiety. Yes. How do you define it? What is anxiety? Fucked up. Okay, that's true. That's true. Maybe a longer description. <laughs> a feeling of being out of control. Yeah. Of not knowing what to do with yourself. Yeah. Dread. Dread. Fear. I, I, I find also the lack of making decisions. 
like yeah. out of control and you feel like everything just too much. Spiraling. Mm. Spiraling. Or Have doubt. you had it? I've taken you've had it before. Oh. <laughs> and then some. I can write the book. Okay, <laughs> Judy. <laughs> yeah, it's also like about doubt. I think you doubt yourself constantly. Like, is this right? Is that wrong? Mm. Am I doing this? How do people see me? Yeah, it's just about hesitation and doubt. So, coming to decisions, you're not making that 100% like accurate, decisive decision in the moment anymore. Sure. You start questioning yourself the whole time. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? This. You're getting anxious I'm for getting, this conversation. Yeah, I'm getting, <laughs> getting put onto, on the spot here. Um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's challenging and it's controlling. 100%. I mean, if I can. Have you ever been anxious? Oh yeah, um, I've definitely had my anxiety attacks and moments. Um, can I, let me, I'm going to fast forward, we're going to get to this. Have you had it on safari? Oh, plenty. With clients? Plenty. I'm going to tell you a story as well now, From I just came back from a trip, and it's not unusual. Yeah, no, it's, it's a common unusual. thing for, and again, everyone just says, oh, you, it's a holiday job. But a lot of the things between those final lines that people don't realize, and the, the things we have to bear in mind, I mean, we're on a current safari, but we're planning three, four, five months into it in advance, and we have to worry about the next one and what's happened on the previous one. There's a lot that goes, that, that plays a role, and it does, it's, it's, it's very controlling, mm. and it's, it's kind of, if I may also put the word limiting to it, because yeah, you, so. your brain, and, and like, I think Krista had said, it, or, or Judy had said, it's, it feels like you don't have control over anything, and you're just overwhelmed, and the mm. pressure is real, yeah. and it's kind of like, I always have to remind myself, take a step back, reassess and keep moving. And it's kind of like you're wading through muddy waters at a steady pace, not really knowing where you're going, but you're just going. Yeah. And it works in the end. Um, but yeah, it is. It's a, it's a scary thing. I think, I think what's also difficult on a safari specifically is you get those feelings because, okay, I'll tell you the story now. So we're on a safari. Everybody's settled in. The group's happy. You drive, it's a quiet drive. Mm. Brain starts saying, oh shit, the people are going to be upset about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I'm worrying about, we're moving camp tomorrow, is it going to be okay? Not that I'm doubting the office team because they know what they're doing, but are the guests going to be happy? Mm. Then you stop at a sighting, there's a lion sighting, they're all shooting, and then you start thinking, shit, should we move position? Is it? And you start asking yourself all these questions, but under a normal circumstance, okay, let, let me put this out before I carry it. What do you do when you start feeling anxious? What do you do? I think people people handle it very differently. Mm. Some people don't, and they some, don't do some, anything. Some people don't handle it, and that's a problem. So how do you deal with it? So my therapist actually said to me, you need a person. You need a person because I spiral, and I can spiral and spiral and spiral until I get into a full-on panic attack, and I'm alone in my house. It's and not a great space. It's not a great space. It's a very <coughs> dangerous space to be in. But where do you find that person? Because I also pull back. And I don't want anybody around me. Yeah, but, but, okay, but this is the difference, right? Uh, Judy, for you, how, how would you deal if you start getting anxious about stuff? I like what Mike said. You, got to, you actually have to slow yourself down, mm. pull back, and sort of not step outside of the situation, <laughs> but just calm down, take it slow, and reassess. I think once, you, once you're able to control yourself, slow down, and reassess the situation, it might not actually be as bad as what you think it is. I, I don't think it ever is. Mm. I mean, anxiety is based on things that might not even happen. Yeah. 90% of the things we worry about won't happen. Yeah, that anticipation of something. Mm. But now, how do you say to someone, how do you tell yourself in that moment where you feel, well, yes, here I go, how do you stop yourself? Because mm. often, now I'm anxious because I've nobody to speak to, or I'm anxious because I have to speak to someone, and it becomes a spiral. 
it's a very difficult thing. So what, just to link it back, so now you're on safari and I'm sitting mm. on this car, I'm thinking, Fuck, are the guests okay? We're moving tomorrow. Do you think they're okay? Is she really happy with her room? Are they happy with the angle? And you start going to this funny place or on travel day specifically, but you can't show it. You're not allowed to show it. Yeah, yeah. You got to put all this back and be the happy, bubbly people that we're supposed to be. Mm. And even though you love the experience, there's this whole thing of you have to hide it. That's why I think when we come back from a trip, suddenly there's this release and you just feel like you've been hit by a truck because mm. you're bottling it in. Mm. It's a very tough thing. Yeah, you, you guys out there, you have a, a heavy responsibility as well. I mean, you've got people's lives technically at stake as well. So you're, yeah. also, you're also carrying that responsibility subconsciously. The, the whole time, and there's, yeah. a, there's a constant underlying anxiety. It makes it sound like trips yeah, are bad. It's not bad, but... There's a it's stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. Yeah. And the subconscious mind is flippant powerful. Ooh, I, I still so. stand firmly thinking, I know, well, I know for a fact, my subconscious is a lot more powerful than my conscious mind. Mm. Explain. Which is a, <laughs> that's, a net, that's another, another topic. Oh, another podcast, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, your subconscious is very, it's always there, whether you, you can't put it on and off. I mean, you can put your conscious mind on and off. Um, whereas the subconscious is, it's always ticking. It's never going to stop. And that feeds your conscious mind, which is a problem. Um, and I'm doubling back to what you had said, Jerry. On safari, there's things that get you anxious and get you worried and you're always thinking about things. But it, it starts long before that and still happens well after. I mean, you're traveling to the airport. Have I packed everything? Do I have the, the lens rentals? Do I, am I in time for my flight? Am I going to be even able to board my flight? Even though you've checked these things 15 times. Yeah, still. and you've done this 100 times over the past year you, you know what you're doing and it's still it's just a thing and then after the fact as well it's your last day we need to get to the airport or check and go find with the guests will they get to where they need to get yeah. to in time so yeah it is quite a quite a daunting thing and there's a lot that's on our plates when you answer so if anybody who is listening travels with us please be nice <laughs> <laughs> um, I think and um, Judy and I spoke about this a bit this morning but uh, to me there's two kinds of anxiety number one is I know I have a big exam tomorrow or a big presentation and I'm anxious for that. Mm. I'm nervous for my presentation because what if it doesn't go well? It will, but now I'm anxious about that. I think the kind of anxiety the world and us and all of us is struggling with right now is called free-floating anxiety or existential anxiety where you wake up in the morning nervous, worrying, anxious, but you don't know what about. COVID done that to us. And then you, 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 you wake up and you're anxious now you're anxious because you don't know what you're anxious about. Then you start thinking about, should I be anxious about this, that, that? And that makes me even more anxious. Mm. That's messy. Yeah. I've had mornings where I wake up and phone everybody that I know just to make sure that they're okay because I don't know why I'm so anxious. You've never phoned me. No, but I always see you in the office. <laughs> no, but it's real. Yeah. It's real. And, and my son is okay. Is this one okay? Is mom okay? Is dad okay? Okay. Yeah. She doesn't phone me either. Okay, don't worry. so... Yeah. My yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, so then everybody's fine. Then what now? What's next? Your mind's looking for something to be anxious about. Yes, and there's also something to be said, as you mentioned earlier, about you have to put up that brave face. You cannot go, in your case, to your guests and go, Oh, fuck, I'm anxious. And this, and this, and this. You can't. It's the same as, I don't want to walk into the office and be a mess. So, I think there's a lot to be said for the smiley, bubbly people who... Are they really? Are they really? And I think that's all wrong thing. But 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 this is also is is, is, is this, and again if you look at at research and psychology kind of approaches, normally there's two ways in which people deal with it. Is number one, they you you either need to back off and leave me alone, and leave me alone with my thoughts. Doesn't work for me. 
don't, if I'm anxious, don't give me a meditation app that says think about the birds because I fuck myself up because I just go deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Don't play whale music to me and those things. Just don't. Or you do something. You get busy with something. That's me. I get busy. I just drive forward more and more and more, deeper, 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 until you at breaking point. But, but, but that's because you keep it to yourself. Though. Yeah. The big thing I think with it is whichever way you choose is you have to verbalize it. You have to say to someone, it doesn't care who it is, if it's your boss, give me more work, or you, you mentioned, Krista, that at your previous job, you put up a sign, leave me alone for two hours. Mm, it's one of those. Yeah. So the people know, and they. but the moment I think you say to someone, and whether it's a direct conversation or a message, it feels like you've started to take control. Mm. Just that, that simple. Mm. It comes back to having a person. So when... I'm at home and I spoke to my therapist a lot about this and it's like it's quite hectic. You start spiraling, you need that someone who you can pick up the phone and say, listen, just come sit with me or or can I come for coffee or whatever. But do I've never done that. Why yeah. not? Because I don't have someone that I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't actually tell you. Or is it you have people in your life but you don't trust them enough? With that part of I don't it. think it's about trust. It's also about how people are going to react. Because if people don't know how to react to anxiety or what it really is, or how to deal with it, if I'm going to come sit with you, Judy, and you tell me, oh, no, it's fine, just get over it, I'm going to move you. Yeah, That's exactly. It's just not no. what you want to That's toxic positivity. Yeah. 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 It's okay, it'll get better. So it also comes down to how is this person going to react if I call him? How is this going to person going to react yeah. if I call her? And what then? Are they going to be all freaked out? Are they going to be all... Like, yeah. what are they going to do? Are they going to tell me to get over it? So I would rather than just sit around with my cats. potentially losing a friendship. But then you that's what will go through your mind. Yes. So you get anxious to do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a strange thing. Yeah. But I think if you're on the receiving end of that, like if you are somebody's person, right, you need to be super mindful of what that person is going through. There's, a, there's an opposite... Yeah. I don't know how to say it. There's almost like opposite res- responsibility towards that person or affection towards that person. Mm-hmm. You need to be so careful of how you handle a situation like that as well. Yeah. And that can also cause an anxiety. So it's a bit of a ripple effect. Yes, I'm mm. sure. Do you think, and Mike, maybe you can start on this one, do you still think there's a stigma around mental health and anxiety? Yes. Because some people deny it outright. Some people don't know how to deal with it, even though they also suffer from it. But as a man, I'm not allowed to say I'm anxious. Yeah. So we oh, come on, you're yeah. a sissy, man, you yeah. bloody wuss. Exactly. No, I mean, if you look at the world today, and I mean, you started off this this conversation, or this podcast, saying that the world's a messed up place, and it is. I mean, it's affected us in all various different ways. Um, I mean, I've just been fortunate that I've had a good support group, and I mean, we've all had good support groups, but there's been things throughout this, what's it been, year and a half, going on two years now, mm. that have been difficult, it has been challenging, there's... And there's various, may it be personal, may it be business life, anything. It's, it's everything and everything has been affected here. Um, and I definitely think there is, um, which is a sad thing. It's just because, I mean, we're all unique. We're all different internally, externally, mm. and we deal with shit differently. 100%. Um, well, some don't. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, and I mean, this, what we've just gone, or what we're still going through, has affected us all differently because we are so different. Yeah. And if... I mean, it's so well and easy to say if there's a flipping trust fund baby or some guy who's hit a lucky spark and he's some kind of big billionaire now. I mean, the financial stress of COVID hasn't affected him. So he can easily stand up and say, oh, what you guys bitching about because well, money's not a problem. Yeah. Money's not everything. Yeah. So once you have the money, then it's easy to say, sure, sure. you know, money isn't everything. It doesn't buy you happiness. Well, it can for a few hours, but 
It's <laughs> it doesn't. I'm going to give it a good crack for a while. Exactly. <laughs> it's not everything. That's where you wanted to go. Different no. discussion, Don't Mark. go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it just it depends on where you as an individual come, comes from. Yeah. Okay, let me, um, let me ask you this. COVID. So yeah. 27 March, day before your birthday, Krista, mm. actually last year, we went into lockdown. Mm. Two years ago. Two years a year and a half ago. Yeah, God, a year and a half, quite right. Yeah. So what was, apart from not traveling, finance might be an issue, health, I can die from COVID. Was there, an, for all of you, was there an anxiety thing because of COVID and what was it? What was the main thing during that entire time? Because of COVID. Yeah. And lockdown and everything. From that March date when South Africa closed down until now. Okay, the first fuck up was trying to get Mark and Johan back home from Serengeti. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were away. Like yes, and that was also, attack. that trip alone was an anxiety trip. Yeah, the, the whole trip. Like entering COVID with anxiety oh my word. prescribed. Yes, that was a stressful trip, eh? She's like. But I think for me, I've got two toddlers. So for me, being locked up in a house, that anticipation of how am I going to keep these freaking kids again, busy again. and for how long is this going to last? That's my That's thing. That's uncertainty. Well. The that uncertainty was, was my thing. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> when how will long, it end? Yes. Yeah. When will it end? How long is it going to last? Will it end? Yes. And now we know, probably not, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but at least we can see other people again. Yes. I think that was my big thing, is it's like, much as I like alone in alone time and being alone, you get to that point where you go... Yep. But humans were designed to interact mm. with each Yeah. We, we meant to have... What are you doing, Mike? I'm trying to get a stick out, dude. Yes. Uh, a little <laughs> red stick. <laughs> I'll take a big one. No, I'll take a small one. That's a salty one. <laughs> no. I, I just think that... And, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but COVID... I was listening to a podcast yesterday, the Joe Rogan podcast, mm. with Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN. And they spoke, it's a very, very interesting one because Rogan hasn't been vaccinated, but he's not anti-vaccinated for those reasons. And so they go at each other about this and it's a very good conversation. But if you look back at COVID from a mental point of view, anxiety, depression, whatever it might be since COVID started, I think people were made to reassess their life in every single way. Is my person the right person? Do I have enough money? Do I like what I do? Do I like working from home? Does my dog love me? Take a pick. So I mean, for good or bad, yeah. that did challenge us, and I don't think the majority of the population was ready for it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they were. Well, Nobody. They don't teach this shit at school. Uh, Especially no, as fiancés. Like prop, properly being yeah. thrown into <laughs> into the deep end there. Mm. I mean, like that's the deepest of deep ends, and it wasn't like one or two individuals. It was the entire globe yeah. that got chucked into yeah. into a dog show. You know, and you kind of wonder where do I fit into all of this? Mm. And you know, I think that a bit, speaking of anxiety and like who do I approach, who do I speak to? I've been fortunate, as I've mentioned a bit earlier, that it's, yes, it's affected me, but I sit here today feeling strong and I don't have, like you had mentioned, waking up feeling nervous and scared and anxious. All that thought right now, are you anxious about something? Anything no. in life? Well, anything in life, yeah, definitely. Judy? Yeah, yes. Of course. Yeah. You, it's, but it's managed. It's a, it's a forever thing. Yeah. I mean, today we live in a stressful world. Do you know the only person I think that's never had anxiety in their life is Jimmy? Tomorrow. <laughs> no, so he like smokes ever. a box an hour, doesn't he? Actually, no, but you were there with Ingen when he didn't, he couldn't find a parking. True, he had. Anxiety. I think he had prop. That was the first time ever because you could see it. This yeah, guy was like doing donuts really? on the banks of the Mara <laughs> River. He was up and down and in and oh, This is was, true. This that, is true. I think that's the only time ever. Yeah, Shit, no, no, that, no, was, that was really. Funny. Anyway, sorry, as you were. Um, but flip, I've lost train of thought. You had a support I? group. Um, yeah, I had a support group. Seeing you today, you're feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling good and feeling strong, and it's. I wake up and I'm. I feel refreshed and I'm pushing through. Um, but like earlier in, in lockdown, there were moments where, yes, I'd wake up and 
and I think everyone across this globe, well, I'd say at least 80% of the people on this planet today had felt and experienced what we've all been chatting about here mm. over the past year and a half. Uh, but fortunately, with us pushing through the way we have, and we found our our feet, and we we we're fighting through this as a company and as as a family within mm. the team, and so I've I've gotten beyond that point of okay, I'm shooting myself every day, um, and I had those moments early lockdown and in the like the just when we started traveling again. Well, no, just before, like just when it was still like tight lockdowns and can't see anyone and it's like if you put your toe onto the pavement they're gonna arrest you type thing yeah, yeah. you know that that was always in my mind um, but I think what Chris had mentioned like who's the, who do I go to who do I approach and I think during that time and the reason why so many people feel the way they still do today is because during that time yes I was anxious you were anxious Every, we were all anxious we were all worried we were all stressed and how does how does one problem fix another problem type per se? Yeah, two no, negatives doesn't exactly. make a positive. Yeah. Not I mean, in math today, not now. Yeah. But so if, if I call you, I'm having a bad day in the middle of lockdown, but you're having an even worse day, how are you gonna help me? You know, there's no way Yeah, you can maybe talk things over and, and, and kind of agree on certain things and support each other in a sense, but you're not gonna it's not going to fix anything because you're both in a, in no. a bad and a dark space. What if, what if, and maybe as as a, as a sideway to that, what if there's a certain level of self-awareness from me and awareness from you, that you you're in you're in your lockdown and you're all anxious and nervous. So am I. Mm. But I, as an individual, me, I might get off and get a good feeling from listening and helping people. Yeah, mm. that's true. Which means if you can release your anxiety onto me, I feel I've done something good. It's not going to take it away. But it kind of balances it out a bit. Oh, definitely. But I don't think most people are aware or self-aware enough of that. Yeah. And, and and it's a very difficult conversation to have with someone and say, hey, Mike, listen, I know you're kind of fucked up. So am I. But do you mind? Are you okay with it? Yeah. People don't have those conversations. Exactly. Especially oh. not guys. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll just drink a beer and I'll fine. Yeah. No, yeah, John, you're not. It's true. But I think getting to that point, like you said, Krista said, who do I call? Who do I speak to? I think during that, like the... Mm. the real dark end of what we've gone through making that decision to who do I call and will I call that person mm. would have been a lot more difficult then than it is now okay how many of you smoked weed? yeah yeah, yeah. okay so when you smoke weed this is an interesting I had funny some Joe Rogan podcast as well so did you when you were high on weed right did all of your shit seem more severe did you get paranoid? no okay <laughs> Because he has this... <laughs> Jerry, don't look at me like that. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, that ship sailed long ago. Because th- there's, th- there's the things that Rogan said in his podcast that when you when you get... And look, they take some more hardcore stuff and alpha, like stuff that I don't even know about. But and it's not the psychedelics. This is just weed. Because when you're in that place, you go paranoid and you worry about all these things. But when you then come off from the high, then it's like, ah, okay, maybe that bothers me and that's more serious and this and that. And someone on that discussion said, the goal in life should be to be able to get high mm. and enjoy the experience without any paranoia. Because then you've got nothing to worry about. How deep is that? Jeez, yeah. Huh? Yeah. But it's a strange, strange world. Yeah. Here's the thing. So, some of my people, so I put out on my Instagram three, four days ago, <clears throat> what are you doing to manage your anxiety? Do you have stuff? So I got about 30 or 40 people going super deep. I'm talking like books that they emailed me and sent me. And there was quite a few, and this is what I want to hear from you guys. There was quite a few of them that said, for them, something that works is to go on safari. Mm. 
Okay, why? Why does it work? Because... You escape. You escape. Okay, so this is the thing. Stimulating. So you might be... So I go from here to Safari. On Safari, and this is... Uh, you must have heard this. Someone feel, says, this just feels right. Or I feel like myself here. Or I'm back to my, my roots and stuff mm. like that. And it's true because our reptilian brain says to us, this is how it should be. And you sit around a fire, and this is a, a real research thing. If you sit around a campfire, there's something that tweaks your caveman brain into safety, community, this is good, this is right. So people feel themselves on safari. All the things, and, and this is the challenge, all the things that causes you anxiety is still back home. It's waiting for you. So now the challenge becomes, we spoke about it this morning. So you come from a safari where you feel like yourself. Now you fly home, you get to Chicago, you walk into your home, and now you've got to go back to the persona that you've created to deal with all the anxiety. Mm. And now you've got an even bigger disconnect. Yes. Interesting. What do you think? Yeah, 100% G. And you know what? It, you guys pick it up when you're on Safari about people connecting and sp spilling their life stories to you and stuff. But it, it starts way before then. You pick it up in the admin as well, on the office side. Imagine, there are some yeah. people that are just all they want and this comes back to the foundation of our conversation is they just want someone to connect with yes. and have a person. I get emails like three pages long sometimes, not even about the safari, it's just about talking. their cats and their dogs and their kids and their mother that's got cancer and shit like that. So it's a real thing. People just need a connection to somebody or something. I just I just think from a, from a, from a, from the flip side of it, you should you should see that as a privilege. Yeah, it yeah. is. I take I, and I, I take a lot of reward out of that yes. because it's almost like prepare, preparation to go on the safari. I mean, the guest that you had now, Mona Wang, you're yes. right. He had a, a tough time before. Umit. We, yes, Umit. Yeah. I don't know if I can mention names. Of course you can. Okay, so Umit had a bit of a tough time before we went on safari. I mean, his wallet got stolen two days before. Yeah. His flight got cancelled one day before. I mean, by the time I got this oak, it's 24 hours out from his safari, but he's a wreck. He's like, you know what, I actually just feel like giving up and just... And you sort of have to push them through and just get them there for you, you are guys their person. to take over. Like yes. I said, you're yes. the person. So it's a bit of a like, musical chairs, you my person, you my person, um, mm. bouncing from admin to, to guides and hosts. Yeah. But it is a privilege. It is actually a privilege to, to be able to help those people to get there. And I know you as a person, you get off on that stuff as well. I get off on that, G. But, and this is going back to, about five minutes back, you mentioned in lockdown how some people were supporting other people and you're getting off on, sure, sure. on absorbing their, their anxieties and stuff, right? But there comes a point where, when do you replenish yourself? When, when are you empty? And when do you need to step back and okay. well, find, not empty? find a person for yourself? Here's a, here's a thought, and I like what you said. The theory is you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. Okay, I wrote about this in my previous newsletter. You can't pour from an empty cup. Theoretically, you can also not, when you do strength training, bench press for example, you get to a point of failure, then mm. you're done. But you can do negatives or you can do forced reps, which pushes you pushes, semoy, pushes you further. That's going to become like a meme. Yeah, pushes, 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 which pushes you further than what you thought you could. Yeah. I believe, because I speak for myself here, I can pour from an empty cup, but the cost is not worth it for me anymore. Yeah. You can force yourself, you can put a face on and you can do that thing, mm. but it's not worth it anymore. Mm. So what you said about, about kind of, because if you get all people shit, and say, that's why therapists have therapists. Yeah. Every single therapist goes to a therapist to talk. As a life coach, I'm going to start a business on the side. This is the first time I've mentioned it publicly. But I'm going to see my therapist once a week. Yeah. And even, I might not be fucked up or I might not have anything, but it's an energy exchange and mental health exchange almost. You have to do that. 
You, you've been going to the therapist for a long time. Five years. Why? Because I can talk to her. And you know what? Sometimes, like the other day I wanted to go and she was on vacation and I was like, who the fuck signed off on this? Where am I supposed to talk to Liesl, how dare you go on holiday? <laughs> no. um, but yeah, I mean, the problem with that is not everybody can afford to go see a therapist. No, they don't give it away That's for free. Yeah. It's not free. I mean, look, good business to go into, but financially. I just think the upside is worth more than the cost. Yes. No, that. absolutely. Agreed. I think the problem comes in when you get so used to putting on a face. That you don't know what the that face you is don't anymore. Know, that you don't know how to kind of pick up the phone and call someone. You put on a face so much that you become the face. Yes, you wear a mask so long that you become the mask. That's a Jim Carrey movie, but not yeah, that no, reference. No, but it's, it's a thing. Yeah. So, so? That is so unprofessional. I'm, I'm truly sorry about that. Mark's yeah. watching YouTube, everyone. A very inappropriate channel. No, no, I'm trying to find a quote. He's, he's, he's looking for a Tony Robbins quote or no. something. So, so the thing... Links sorry. back to what... No, but what, what I want to get onto, Krista's comment there, is like putting on a face and stuff. At some point in your life, and if you're those type of people that put on faces and you're always happy and bubbly and everything's always fun, I think once you let your guard down once, it's much easier to let it down again and again and again. And it becomes easier to open up to people, and then life becomes easier. I, I just Says think I with like a thousand years experience, but no, no, logically no, but that makes sense. If you let your guard down to someone and they don't abuse that privilege. Yes. If someone, if you come to me and you're like, okay, listen, we need to talk. I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sake, Judy, just yeah. harden up. Mm. Then you're not going to open up. And then you're not you need that safe again. space, and that's, that's why the it's yeah. important who you choose as your person. Who you choose, yeah. yeah. 100%. Mm. And that should come naturally, who you choose. It shouldn't be a forced element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yet again, it's like you say, you won't open up again, but then... And I haven't found myself in that situation, but I think you... You as a person... 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 You only have one beer in season. Like, not even. Not even. <laughs> not even. Three quarters. But you as a person should then realize, well, and this links back to what Judy had mentioned earlier, the person, your person or the person you approach with this should have an understanding and an open mind knowing that, okay, Chris is having a tough time or Jerry or mm. Judy or whoever, and let me just be open and not be a hard ass about yes. it. Yeah. And if you get a reaction like this, then you as a person, 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 Michael, I don't know something. It's the salt from the salt stick things. All right. <laughs> a person should um, maybe reassess who who you think your per person. Oh my goodness! Wow. Your person. You want to talk about that? Mike? You want to open up? <laughs> Getting anxious now, no? I tell you. <laughs> but who your person should be, yeah. um, and what you're looking for in a person. May it be your life partner, may it be your friend, may it be whoever. You obviously, you can't choose family. Therapist, whatever. But yeah. So you need to make that decision. Well, if, if Mike's going to react like that, well, then I don't want Mike in my life. Mm -hmm. you know, and, yep. then, and you should then take that step and thinking, well, he's been an ass about it, yep. but I'm not going to I'm not gonna say, well, I'm going to hold it in now because I know clearly he's not the person I want in my life. Yeah. Let me approach Judy. Yeah. And if she reacts in the same way, well, maybe Judy's not the person to have in my life right now. And you, you move on from there. But and you can only move but on I, that far. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that that is true. But... If you I mean, start getting to person five or six and they have the same reaction, maybe you should reassess yourself. Isn't that the point when you need to speak to someone professional? Professional. Yeah. So Correct. listen, I've told all these people, I have problems, they say I'm fucked up, am I fucked up? Yeah. It, it's that. Then you then. I wonder also, do you think, and this is an open crap, I don't know the answer to this, 
people in life would, would rather take action and speak to people and do things in order to... What is that? It's like a yellow juice. What is that? What is this? A yellow juice. Might as well pack up. Yellow juice. What is what is in the yellow juice? Limoncello. Limoncello. Homemade. Limoncello. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's thank amazing. You so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. So from uh, Lupa, I'm taking you to Italy and to and fro. Ah, awesome. You are very kind. Thank yeah, you, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Pleasure. Thank you. Good person. See, I said person correctly now. Yes, you did. Person. Person. Thank you. So I just think with with opening up to someone and the approach of speaking to people in anxious situations in depressive situations, in times where you are struggling, whatever the case is, the majority of people on this planet will do things, take action, speak to someone more in order to avoid pain rather than to get pleasure. Uh. And if you start using pain as pleasure as your kind of barometer of who do I speak to and why, do I feel that I need to just get rid of my anxiety, mm. i.e. therapy for example, or do I want to take it from here and turn it into something good? Those are two different approaches and again that depends who you speak to mm. yeah it's also i think it goes beyond speaking to people because people have different coping mechanisms some people drink some people go trade go trade get the some weights. people do this some people like it's, some it's people just stress eat eh? yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just want to put it out there. yeah no no i know I thought, is that a breadstick or a straw <laughs> no it's like a piece pasta of pasta <laughs> wow okay yeah so i think different coping coping mechanisms but i also want to come back to people not dealing with things correctly. Explain. Okay, so you have a personal life, you have a work life, you have a social life, or whatever. If, wait, I'm on a roll. <laughs> Carry on. If I know that person A, B or C in the office or at home or in a social environment is going to react a certain way, will not understand what I'm going through if I do put it out there, he's going to make me anxious. Yeah, the, the fact that you've shared makes you anxious now because yes. they don't understand or, me. Okay, no, no, no. This person's here, so I need to now act all fine and, and it's okay because <coughs> this person just doesn't understand. Or, or And then I get anxious because person A, B or C walks into a room. Mm. And that's a real thing. No, it is. It is. And you've got those people in every aspect of your life. Yes. Mm. But why should you have to change your personality when someone walks into It's not a personality. It's, it's, a, it's a mask. A mask. Yeah. Look, I think yeah. I think Julian, you're I must be honest, you are you're always the same. I'm and just, I and I mean that. And I'm way too transparent. I just like as I've got because I've got and that's a good how it thing. Is. You know what the one thing is, and I don't know if you get this online as well, but the one thing that people have said with newsletters and being online and stuff is I've used the hashtag keep it real. And people say, Oh, you're so authentic and it's great to see real, but it pisses some people off. They don't yeah. like it. Because they've got this persona that they think you should be and if you, you can't say shit or fuck or whatever. Um, no excuse but fuck you I can say whatever I want because yeah. that's me yeah. Mike might not like it you might not, but that's me yeah. take it or leave it doesn't t- change your intentions people. no if you're no. a good person you're yes. a good person yes. but the idea of what is authentic what is real I think there's very very few people who have if I'm at home on the, on the couch with Adele or Mike and I are going to play golf do we, do we play golf? yeah okay, Mike and I go play golf <laughs> or we have a bride together or I'm presenting on stage or I'm with a client it's very close to the same thing. Yes. But there's certain times, I'm not going to sit at a safari table and scratch my balls like I might do on the couch at home. Yeah. Because that's not right. So you change your behavior, but the essence is what you're you offering. You do. No, I'm asking you. That's that. what the feedback for me. <laughs> Why is Mike touching his balls during dinner? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing under the desk. Oh, no, you're not. Um, 
but, wow. but, but that's the thing. Is I think <laughs> people struggle to be themselves. And the more anxious they get, the, the, the further behind the mask they go. Yeah. yeah. Multiple masks even. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you mask it so far, you don't really know what your real face is. Yeah. In a sense. Isn't there, uh, no, I'm not going to remember the word, there's a Japanese thing I've seen on Instagram a couple of times where you have one mask for the public, one mask for your family, one mask for your like person, your your spouse, Cheapest. and one that you never show to anybody. Really? Yeah. They say there's the four. It's a Japanese kind of approach. There's a word for it, but I'm not going to remember it. That's cool. But you've got those four. But maybe it's a thing of, because there's four, maybe it's like, for example, NBA, women's NBA. So there's different levels of the same rule set versus rather having a mask that says rugby, cricket, football, NBA, because then you're different. But I, th- I think we all have it. So some of the ground rules. Do you find that putting a mask on helps anxiety? No, not for me. No, it makes it worse. Exactly. But that's what people do, though. Yeah, it makes it much worse. Because they hide. Because you're not allowed to feel anxious. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk about mental health. You're not allowed to do these things. The problem now, and it's just, I, I want to come back to this furry thing in a bit. On social media, what? Is it horrible? Yeah, Lim- it's not good. Eh? So limoncello, not for you. Lupa, that's why I wanted it cold. Lupa, you guys need to do what better. What is in there? Is it ginger? That's yeah, bad. it's ginger. It's oh, going to hit ginger. you like right there. It's good for the cough. It's good for COVID. <laughs> Slick them. Ten more, please. <laughs> um, what are we saying? Oh, fuck. I don't know. You said you were going to get back to the safari we're thing. We're going to get back to the safari thing. That's all I remember. Safari is... Imp- that's my, like, priority. Yeah, you hear safari. And you, if you don't hear safari, you get anxious. <laughs> yes. I had a very, very good point. It'll come back. Okay, let's jump to the safari thing. So... Do you think, for us, running the trips, for you guys prepping, for you guys putting out the marketing on it, so people come on a safari, they find themselves, they feel natural, this is where I'm supposed to be, they leave all their shit at home, there must be a way, and I am saying this because I'm, I'm looking at something in the future, Mike and I will talk about this, Judy, to run a trip where you actually talk about those things, yes. where you make it a thing, you sit around a fire, and you accept the fact that there's bad shit waiting back home. I told you, this the other day. I said, why are we not putting up social safaris? Life coaching safaris. Yeah, exactly. Coaching safaris. Life skills. Call it whatever the hell so you make, want. So, so make a friend. Does that mean you don't go to a reserve, but you go to like some cool no, lodge you, or hotel? Or? No, you see, like, Wild Eye Mara Camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine this. We go to the Wild Eye Mara Camp. You take a camera, that's fine. But then also, psychologically, you can use a camera in order to do positive work for your mind. Take a picture of happiness. Take a picture of sadness. Mm. What's the difference? Oh, you see contrast, you see color. Cool. From now on, let's look at this for you. There's ways you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can actually give you a paper on it, which I downloaded recently. It's very interesting. Mm. But to sit around the Mara Cap, because now two things. Number one, you're feeling yourself. You're away from all the shit back home. You're away from the persona that you show to your people who you work with. Mm. You're there, you're natural. You feel like you belong there. Different mask on. The fire unlocks something deep down. Yeah, thanks. Another round. The fire unlocks something deep down in you and you become receptive to what people talk about. Mm. So now, imagine if we have this discussion. Do you think Dixon and the Mass are having anxiety? Drew, no. I was about it. When you were mentioning this now, yeah. I say, and as you said, Mara Wilder camp and speaking about still taking photographs, what do you see? Sadness, this color, contrast. Yeah. I wrote a blog. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like Okay, guys, the limoncello at Lupa, if they bring it to you, just wave it away. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> not worth it. Salad. Jesus, man, that was us. <laughs> no, it's not good. Um, it's good. But when you had mentioned that about the, the Wild Amara <clears throat> camp, um, 
the first person that came to mind was Dixon, Tenke. Mm. Um, I'd probably say Casino if he could speak English, but he can't. Um, but I wrote a blog, what was it, two years ago? Two and a half years ago? About the Maasai culture. And in there I'd, I'd mentioned, I challenge anyone who reads this blog yeah. to go and find someone or people in East Africa who are more humble than our team in the camp. Mm. And I can think of n- no one better if if this is a safari you want to plan, have Dixon, Tenke, sit around the fire and you, and not as like a, yes, group discussions will happen and whatever it may be, but if you take those one-on-one moments mm. and you pull Dixon aside and you tell him, this is my problem and this is what I struggle with at home, he's got this magic about him that even though he's got seriously broken English mm. and at times he might not understand what you're saying to him, but he will come back to you with a response that is, it will change the way you see and the it's world. Grounded. It will change the way you live your life and it will change the way you think. It's grounded, yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's solid. Eh? Can I tell you, I'm going to tell you something uh, that I've never told anybody except for Adele. Years ago. Sorry, Adele. Yeah, sorry, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, this must be, you remember Steve? Mm good friend of ours worked on the ship with us many many years phenomenal guy i mean loved life energetic we traveled all over i mean we made memories everywhere from the grand canyon to hawaii to norway everything in between i was at the mara camp when i found out he hanged himself mm. no ways adele phoned me and said did i see the what facebook so all the people who worked together so i, I literally excused myself from the dining tent at the evening and i just went and it, was, it wasn't like i'm like Anyway, so I put my mask on, like we do. Mm. I go back to dinner, mm. sit, 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 all the guests go. I said to Dixon, walk with me. It was at the new camp. I think it was the first of the new camp, right? So we went to sit by the bar area there. So, bro, I didn't even notice And I that. said to him, yeah. yeah you I was with yeah. you. Yeah. I didn't even... It's a blessing and a curse to be able to good to be good with a mask. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, for so the I, industry, we're in it. No, exactly. It is a blessing. But, but what's the cost? Yeah, it's thing. a big cost. Anyway, so That's I take Dixon to the side and I say to him, listen, dude, I don't know. I'm just going to say something to you now. So I told him, very good friend. I mean, and I, I think I've known Steve at that time for about, sure. no, long from the ships. must be about 10, 12 years. And sure. we kept in touch all the time. Mm. But the memories we made was intense. It was real. It was hiking up volcanoes in Hawaii and taking pictures, going around Ushuaia and stuff. So we had all that. And I just said to him, this guy just killed himself talk to me and he and like you said he spoke about things and he just started talking and I asked him a suicide thing in the Maasai culture I must be honest I can't remember what I what he was saying mm. but I no, broke down in like tears sh- with him right there mm. Sorry, and it was like fuck but, th- but that's the thing is that's what those people can do for yeah. you mm. they're real and that's what I'm saying how can we let's back it up now how can we as wild eye as Jerry as Mike help people that come on safari that run and they're running away from stuff people mm. often let's not shit each other here guides as well guides working at lodges fuck all of you because you are hiding behind something yeah, yeah. you're hiding from the real world finances buying a house you did some bad shit whatever there's a lot of that out there oh, bro. Mm. okay i still sit here and think shit i should never have left yeah you see now. but i'm happy i have <laughs> <laughs> no okay. but it's, it's well, true uh, disciplinary later Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, this but, has been good but it's but it's also it's it's Guests come and they hide away for a while, and you can see on the last full day, they wake up on the last full day, and you can feel the shift happen. Yeah, yeah. Because they start getting down depressed. Number one, you're leaving an amazing place, and number two, they have to go home now. Yeah. 
yeah. and then what's waiting at on, home. On how can topic. we not tap into things yeah. and say, this is the you. How can the you that's here deal yeah. with stuff become? Because you'll mm. deal with it better. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But on that topic of you saying you can see that shifting guests. Because yeah. I had like a, a serious, um, what's the word I can use here? Uh, e- example of that? Well, I had like a real life case there we go thank you Judy that's why Judy's here she helps us with words yes yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I I had a case like that which was so relevant to what you said there because you can you notice the shift in Mm. guests but what does that do to you as the guide as well energy brings anxiety there we go because you've had this amazing time Mm. and then suddenly there's like such a dip and you're like what happened what did I do what did I say is it okay did I react in a funny way yes and it is again I think it comes down to and it's so difficult to say well it's not me because you know you're giving your all and you're doing what you do best but it's somewhat impossible nothing's impossible but it's like so close to being impossible to not think it's you but that's a problem because with it's, it's you yeah. there as the guide but you there doubt. Yes, it must be me. you're always doubting yourself anxiety. and so much fuels anxiety it's stress it's doubt yeah. pressure there's so much it's not just and that, I think, comes down to why people don't understand what anxiety is. They just think, oh, this person's mental. Yeah, yeah. Let, let them go to a sick mental home. Yeah. That's not the case. It's everything. No one in this world doesn't experience stress. No. Except for Jimmy. Apart from the except, one. except that one. <laughs> and stress, okay, anxiety. Pressure leads to anxiety. Doubt leads to anxiety. And the problem with anxiety is everything. once it's in your head, yeah. and you give it a little bit of attention, it becomes a beast you cannot tame. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I had that first-hand experience there with their, their mind shift changing because we're going home, they're getting sad, they're getting worried, and they need to yeah, get back home. you take it on yourself. Yes. You're thinking, flip, I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, what about social media? How much anxiety do we have because of social media? All of it. Why? <laughs> Thank because you so much. Because people put out a picture that you, Just well, that society thinks that they need to live by. Yeah, false expectations. Yes, exactly. It's actually quite nice. I don't mind it. Judy likes the limoncello. <laughs> That's amazing. I like the ginger. <laughs> nice. Thank but you. we're not having more. Hell no. That's for another table, eh? Oh. Gee, I, I want to ask you a question. Go. <laughs> okay. so, I'm going to have this. And this is, <laughs> go for it, Mike. Yeah, it's way too long. <laughs> yep. So on Mike's point, right? Um, anxiety in camp with personalities that shift or change or moods that shift and change. Mm. How... So let's take a person that's got is a that very... Is the same as that, eh? <laughs> a very small Thanks. situational awareness or a very narrow situational awareness in comparison to somebody that's got a much greater or much better situational awareness. Do you reckon that impacts anxiety that that person feels? 100%. Yeah. So I'm an empath. I can walk into a room and I can judge people's moods and emotions like this. Yeah. If there's tension in a room, I can feel it immediately. Mm. I can walk in and say, okay, Zana's having an off day, Mike's good. Judy, don't talk to her today, whatever the case is. I normally say She'll rip my, your face off. And, and this, is, this is true. Yesterday when I walked into the office, I said to Chris, give me a half an hour. I'm in a fucking bad mood. Just leave me alone. Did I not? Yes, yes. Yeah. Because I was like, Judy! <laughs> <laughs> so I walked in. I was like, Chris, leave me alone for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sorry. I appreciate that. Yeah. Completely. I, I sometimes... Sorry, Gia. No, 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 no. It's no, no, great. I sometimes wish I didn't over-index on empathy. Because you start taking on people's emotions so much and maybe you are pushing the level of worrying about that person too much so the baseline for anxiety isn't what it should be mm. it's way up here mm. so someone might bump their toe you don't see it they look down you think oh shit what did I do yeah. that's a tough one yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But, but I do think, and I think all of our guides are like this, we do index higher than usual on empathy. All right, big time. That is why we are good at what we do. But what is the cost? Mm. What is the cost? It's our mental health. And again, guys, I'm not being negative here. I'm just telling you like it is. I'm happy to discuss this with guests on a trip. I have in this last couple of weeks. But that is why self-care becomes so important. That's why having a person to talk to becomes important. That is where downtime becomes important. Rest, me time, all of those things. Yeah, and I mean, I'd, I'd never really noticed that. I mean, I always go... What do you mean that? That's the... What is the cost? Good question. Because everyone listening to this would have no idea. But that, yes, the cost, <laughs> the cost. Um, I never thought about the cost and how it's going to affect me. And like you said, all the guys at Wild Eye and, and give our all mm. every waking hour. Um, we want to ensure that our guests have the best all-round safari experience. And I never sat myself down thinking, how's it affecting me? Because okay. yeah, it was easy sailing, riding the wave. You're like, dude, I'm, this is, look at me. Mm. I'm loving life and yeah. And everybody else, and this is it's also a perpetual problem because everybody that looks at you thinks he has the perfect life. Yeah, exactly. They don't think about your personal life when you get home. That person you speak of, yeah, it takes its toll. Well, that, that, that I mean, person you've, that you're away you've from, got a person. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's tough at times when you're away. I have Jackson as well. I, exactly. See, I have Louis people. is he like just now, <laughs> Louis? No, Louis is <laughs> <But>, a strange puppy. <laughs> Shame, he's not that beautiful either. Sorry, Adele. Wait, she's going to come and cut your <laughs> I, hope off. She, I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, mean, I don't have a person. I don't, you know, so finding that person to me is a big thing. So it takes, there's so many knocks that we have to take doing what we do. But I think where it really like, started to sink in, seeing how what we do for a living affects me, mm-hmm. was on this last flipping safari marathon you did like 412 weeks back to back pretty much yeah. and one mm. and one <laughs> yeah so eight eight weeks yeah. of safari of travel out of the country yeah, not not one so i left south africa on the 24th of june that's also just and it's, I, a, it's a special situation isn't it i mean it was because of the COVID. yeah because of covid everything got yeah. put into place we don't normally punish our guides like this afternoon. just say <laughs> look i loved it it was flip I, the memories the moments it was and when you're out there in that, if you may call it a safe space on safari, and I feel I, I, I feel very much energized and I, I, I feel fueled when I'm around people and my guests. And it's because it's, it's what I do what I do. I just, no, sure. It yeah. keeps you going. But I started realizing during, like I was probably at about seven weeks in, I started, or six weeks in, I started feeling like, geez, I am knackered. Not only physically exhausted, but... I know it's always had a mental and emotional effect, but I never felt it the way I felt at this time. Yeah. And I know prior going into this, you spoke to me, Andrew Beck spoke mm. to me, Jono spoke to me, everyone, Judy spoke, everyone spoke to me and told me, take time for yourself. And the empathy side comes in where, where I go spend an hour, hour and a half or two hours in my room, I feel I'm not doing you the feel best. guilty. Yes. That's I'm, fucked up. I'm not doing the best for my guests. It's not right. Then you lie in your room and you want to chill, but you're like, shit. Now they're yeah. going to like, this is going to go in the feedback form. Yeah. Are they and gonna... the chances are. And you worry about that. The chances are you probably became anxious thinking, can they see the difference in me? Can they see that yes. I have physically. Yes. Because a lot of the guests who joined me. Yes. A lot of the guests who joined me in those eight weeks were guests who have traveled with me three, four, five times yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. 
saying, listen guys, thanks. I mean, skipping lunch. I'm like, I'm not having lunch. Mm. I'm tired. I want to go chill and I'll see you later. But you then you find yourself... You should be able to do that. Yeah, but then you find yourself lying in the room. You're like, okay, sure. Well, I am actually quite You can't angry. even watch Game of Thrones on your laptop. No. You're too anxious. And there's no, no signal. Damn it. And there's no signal. There's that as well. Like yeah. in the middle of minor pools. It's like, well, I'm just going to go flick stones. <laughs> Have fun. Um, but... It, that, it, it mm. sits on you the whole you know time. What, you know what I've done in the past? I hear you, and I've been where you are. It, it, a couple of times, it's not great. It's a very difficult place to be where you mm. get to a point where you are forced to take care of yourself and your anxiety rather than getting there before. But, I mean, you can say to someone, they've got to bump their head first. I'm not, not meaning it like that. No. But I've said in the past, on the second night or third night, people are like, oh, come and stay for another drink. My go-to is, guys, you know what? You guys are on holiday. I'm working. I'm going to excuse myself. I'll see you guys tomorrow. 100%. No discussion. Done. Off you go. Even with lunch sometimes. Listen, you guys have a great lunch. I'm going to quickly send an email. I don't have to. I can go phone home quickly. And then I will, I've got some work to do. Yeah. Done. And those are the things. I just think, and what you're saying here is, we are not unhappy with what we do. No. Mm. I love what I do when I go out in the field. But every single thing in this life, on this planet, has an upside and a downside. We're going to bri. You want to bri on, on Friday? Okay, we're yeah. Brian on Friday. Okay, Friday. Adele, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and your face. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But let's say you get drunk in the evening. You have a lack of party. There's lots of laughs. There's hysterics. There's amazing times. Upside, it was fucking awesome. Next morning, you feel like dog shit. Mm. Downside, you have, to, you have to decide for yourself, are you happy to balance that That's upside with this downside? Balance, yeah. If you don't want to do that thing, don't do it. Yeah. And the guiding things like that. You had seven weeks, eight weeks in places where people get anxious because they will never get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's a cost to that. Yeah. And if you are aware of it, that's all that matters. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like if I look at... And I, I, don't th- I think people... You can have all of those, by the way, Judy. There's four lemon chillers on the table. One. Is there alcohol in you? Is there alcohol? Is that a question? Yeah. Huh? No, I'm, I'm seriously asking. No, I'm I'm not, yeah. Okay, no, then we should have one. Do not do what Jerry just said. Do you want to have a spaghetti straw? No, thank you. Um, but I think people... I mean, I never thought of it as a lodge-based guide. It's backtracked many years, but... I never thought of... I, I like looked at yourself. I looked mm. at Voldemort. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The one you who should not, you be, should mentioned. not be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked at Johan, and I know he was still young with or, or early he's days of Wilder. He's, no, he's still young, Mike. Judy, Thank you. calm down. Just you drink your just, lemon thing. You guys are making it awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he, was a, he, was a, he was the FNG at Wilder. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. looked yeah. at Andrew Beck. And you know, I looked up to you guys and just thinking, Flip, you Oaks have the most amazing lifestyle and you're seeing all these cool places, meeting people. And you don't... People who... And it's like I look at a, let's say a, a flipping stockbroker or some big fancy um, bank, banker or some billionaire. Someone that wears a suit. Yeah, yes. put it that way. And you think, all you see is his cash. Yeah. And his lifestyle that you can see online or whatever. Oh, yeah. But you don't know the shit he's been through to get there. You know, he could be lucky and he won a flipping lottery or he's a uh, trust fund baby or whatever it is. But he's had his... Or, that person, he or she, have had their issues through their life to get to where they are, and they still got their issues. And you don't realize that because you're not in that position or in that line of work. And mm. I never, and you mentioning a bit earlier about us or people not realizing what and how it affects us doing what we do, mm. 
it's something I was oblivious to. I was like, I just want to see this place. I want to do that. I want to go do this. I want to go to Iceland. I want to go to Pantanal. Yeah. Yes, everyone wants to do this, but yet again, it comes with a cost. And anyone, everything once, in life has a cost. Yeah. Once you put yourself in that position, you start realizing, yes, it, it is amazing. And I flip. This is what we do for a living. Is world's better than an average nine to five. You know, I'm not sitting behind a desk all day, yeah. every day, three six five. We're getting to meet people from all across the globe. We're doing crazy things. We're seeing crazy things, and we're just sharing emotions and creating the most spectacular memories of people in the various places we get to. But like to me, I think the the biggest impact it's had on me has been. Um, <coughs> With obviously personal life being away like eight weeks mm. you're eight you're, you're away eight weeks family's family they'll always be there for you regardless and this stems back way like way before this eight week trip but as I started even lodge based guiding your personal friendships that you've had from school from university that all starts fading, fading. Away, yeah. I've lost yeah. so many friends because I mean, of guiding I, yeah. I sit here today I consider Colleagues, yourself, sitting mm. around this table, you hunt. 100%. Like people in office, they my friends. I've got one. In Joburg, I can count three friends that I know of. You've got three more than me, bro. No, I'm lying. It's not no, that bad. No, but it's honestly. But it's true. It's, I've got, maybe I've got two gay I've got, couples and that's it. I've got one close, really close friend. And other than that, the yeah. other two are like, one's from school, but she's... Yeah. She's gone a bit flipping crazy, so I'm actually. Do you want to talk about she that? She makes me anxious, bro. <laughs> she scares me. <laughs> Honestly, she's. Jeez, bro, it's actually hectic. Do you want to talk about it? I think you should talk to her. No. Okay, no. You actually, I think, met her the one. She came into office the one day. Huh? Did we say her name? What was her name? Describe her. <laughs> At least there's no video on, on this. I'll say a picture later. Okay. But no, cool chick, but she's just like kind of crazy. Uh, but so. Three friends yeah. in Joburg, apart from now, that's real guys around it's us. Real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it matters. And but this is why I mean, I but then, then you, yeah. that's the thing, yeah. It's like choosing point. your your person or the people in your life. Mm. Your persons. Your tribe. Your yeah. Um But the people in your life, yeah. and then you listen to like, again, on a recent safari, you hear people saying they list like a, a friend list longer than this building. It's like this mood mm. of a friend list. And then you think it's like, are they just saying they like they met them once, or their friends on Facebook, or like? Well, I've got seventy-seven thousand friends on, on Instagram, so yeah. whatever, man. I've got lots of friends. <laughs> you know? And but then you like, and again, that makes you anxious. It's yeah. because you're in this lifestyle. You like, should they speak about experiences with their friends all across the globe, and they met this person there, and this person here, and this yeah. person here, and now they're in the Ambassadi or in the Mara with this person, or these five people, or whatever. And then you sit and think to yourself like. Why don't I have so many friends? Why don't is I do things? Why don't, acquaintances? why don't I do things like, exactly? Yeah. But then again, you start doubting yourself. Yeah. You're like, I think people think of why do I different. only have no. three friends? Mike, you yeah. don't need to doubt yourself. No, I don't you, doubt myself, like, but it's just you. No, it's you will naturally sit and think. They go to bed, you're sitting around the campfire, okay. you're like, I want to get very real with you no. now. Okay. Let's get very real here. Shit. You'll know this and you all know this, right? We meet people on safari mm. that live incredible lives. They've oh, done geez. things that we even didn't know is possible. I, me, I can't afford a single one of the things that I sell. Oh, okay? I can conclude yeah. Okay, that. so, I mean, Mike, you, you, you get paid the big money, so it's a different story. But I wish for you. Yeah. No, but, but, but I'll you work for it, Jerry. Yeah. I'll work for it. Yes. <laughs> no, you travel eight weeks at a time. But 
I can't pay for the things that I sell yet. I'm an integral part. You, 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 all of us. We're an integral, integral, integral part of making that happen for people. Mm. So you go there, and I think with some people, you should not be mentioned, loses the track is that they think they're on the same Voldemort, yes. They're on the same level. <laughs> and that creates anxiety when you come back. Yes. Because now suddenly you think, oh, I met with this Wall Street guy. He goes to Nobu in Soho all the time and he drives this and that, that. And it's very easy to lose yourself in that. And when you come back from it, you get anxious because I'm driving my little Jimmy again. Yeah. You suddenly return to your normal life. And if you're not aware of it, your normal life suddenly seems less than everything else you've met. Mm. It's human nature. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And if you're not aware of it, it's going to bite you in the arse. Okay, cool. wait, let's cheers on but the limoncello quickly. Speaking of that, cheers. Yes, I'm just going to clap my nose because this tastes wild, but it's got to keep no, it. No, it's not that bad. And then I'm going to ask Krista a question. With regards to your work, so Krista runs social media and marketing for us. Yeah. What's the biggest anxiety you have around your work right now? Hmm. How honest can I be? 100%. Oaks aren't sending you um, stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellow colleagues. <clears throat> no. Why? It is because of expectations. Because of expecta- ridiculous expectations. Come because on. of not always knowing what they're talking about mm. and trying to, sorry, but swing their dicks around. And show, so basically show stay in your lane and keep to your specialist. So, so have you created my awesome video? I spoke to you this morning it's about that. Thank you. <laughs> Do you guys <laughs> want to take a moment for yourselves? Yeah? <laughs> no, that, that is honestly, if I, <clears throat> I can say that obviously, but names, but... I know I'm fucking good at what I do. Mm. 100%. And you wouldn't be here but if you weren't. I yeah. am doubting myself every single day. And you get anxious because, because of, of that. People. Yes. Yes. 100%. How long have you been with Wilder? A year and a half. Okay. Yes, has it been that long? Of course. Because you started when I lockdown started happened. Oh my word. Your first, you didn't come lockdown. to the office since no. you worked for us for four months, you never got to the office. You That's why it feels like you, you only arrived two months ago. Anxiety. Yeah, but I mean, I remember, I remember. So so just for, for clarity, Chris is my sister. But she runs social media marketing and she has a different surname. The reason for the surname is a whole different podcast and Very lots of wine. Different personality different discussion. as well. Yes. Anyway, um, when you started, I remember those first four months, because we were in lockdown in South Africa. And every week, either mom or dad would phone me and says, Chris is worrying about a job. What about COVID? No, about COVID? I was stressed. But it's normal. Yeah, but that was also because we went into COVID and the world went into our financial state. Yeah, and also yeah. I left a job in the media industry for a job in the travel industry. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, see, all of us have only ever been in the travel industry. Yeah. Yeah. But now the media see, industry is on its own, so, yeah. you know, good for me. Sorry, I'm going to quickly segue here. The, I heard recently, who said it? One of the UFC fighters said, is Joe Rogan right now the most influential um, what, what, um, reporter news source in the world because he's not governed mm. by this he's got his, he can say whatever the hell he wants mm. he's got 50 million followers on his podcast that's real but who decides that who decides if you're an influencer or not how many followers do you have on Instagram me <laughs> yes Judy how many 557 oh you have more than me <laughs> okay, we'll buy you some followers um, no we don't do that we don't do that you're an influencer if you, if you make one person ask you a question and take value from you, if you make one person decide, I want to come on a trip with Wild Eye, with Michael, because he's amazing, mm. then you've influenced their decision. Okay. The problem is people start thinking of influencers as all the shit we see with people shaking their ass around, wearing, I don't know, hats, watches, shoes, um, whatever, and getting money for it. Mm. It's not. 
if you can get real influence and add value to someone and you influence their decision, to me, that's your influence. So mm. very different categories of influencing. It's huge. Yeah. 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 And that Either you whore yeah. yourself out or you add value. 100%. That's a quote for I'd much rather add like value it. to a smaller group that's of a, people, that's a people. <laughs> yeah. than whore myself out. Mm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This whole... The, the, I don't know when the world's going to get back to normal. I don't think it is. Bro, like I said earlier, it's, it's gonna be bro. Like yeah. people are always like on safari, and I had you, you, Iceland, you, me. you, no, not you, Pivinka. you, not me, me, you. Actually, flip. That's the that's the, the nice guy. Chris, um, He's a lucky. The Chris Rock thing. Not me, Chris Rock. you. No, who are you? Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what is his name, I can man? Smell it. Jackie Chan and what's it? Oh, oh shit. God. Anyway, but you know, I've got a, I've saved it, bro. Kung Pao. What? No, man. Wait. I have no idea right. what they're talking about. Judy, keep there. the people busy on the podcast quick yeah. while we... Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wait. Uh, Chris... Yeah, not Chris Young? Chris they're Rock. all on their phones like a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, it is Chris Rock. Rock. I think so. Yeah. Okay, wait. I need to find this thing before we keep talking. This thing will pick up audio from my phone, eh? Yeah, and I'm probably gonna have to add this link into the description of the podcast, guys. So if you get this far into the podcast, thank you. Uh, you can go follow the link below. <laughs> I hope there's no royalties involved, but let's try. Nah, too late. Um, but I think coming back to like what makes what makes me anxious right now. I mean, we are all on our phones basically. We're talking to you guys, but we we really actually all checking our phones constantly because messages are coming through. It. I've just had a message from one of the guides in the field asking something about a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though you give them that information before they go, yeah. You still feel anxious about it because you start doubting yourself. Did you actually give the information? Is it right? Shit, do I have the right date? <laughs> Are they actually going to meet their transfer? I think it's just a consistent like anxiety. Can I tell you what? what, what, what yeah. One challenge. We'll get to your you, me, what, what now, Mike. Is <laughs> did you find it though? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Is one of my coping mechanisms is to train. Mm. So I'll go into the gym. I'll put either very angry music or very chill music, depending on what my psyche needs at the time, and I will, I will almost train so hard that I almost exhaust myself but the mindset is I'm going to fuck up my anxiety physically mm. okay. when I travel I can't do that yeah. mm. so one of my coping mix- mechanisms gets taken away Yeah. so what do you do when you're traveling all the push ups music mostly <laughs> uh, uh, not really yes I don't know training I've this whole year I'm actually disgusted with but myself but dude you look like a racing snake you're like skinny bro no bro Ah, oh, more sticks. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Um, no, I haven't trained at all this year. I think I haven't ran once this year. Really? Maybe, maybe once, maybe twice. And I haven't. And still, you're in immaculate shape. Really? And I <laughs> How can't. How are you I, single? Say that again. Another awkward silence. Sorry, no, no, everyone. Just, <laughs> it's like it, it, Guys, it, my brain when you Mark ask that. Mark is amazing. When you ask that, my brain went like because I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's a bit of a short circuit. You just yeah. haven't found your person. Anyway. Yeah. Um, now it's awkward. Yeah, now, now I'm like... Joey totally needs to put his profile anyway, in yes, on this little space. I haven't, yes. I haven't trained this whole year and it's been such a problem, bro. Really. Yeah. It's such a big coping mechanism. Mechanism. Big one. Mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You. It used to be mine as well. Then I stopped and now I don't have one, which is very dangerous. So start again. We should, because we, we don't live far from each other. We should like walk halfway, meet for a little yeah. giggle, and then walk back again. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a short break, and Martin will play us a video um, of the you me thing, and I will add the link into the description. Yeah. This, yeah. Let me just put this. You, no, not me. You. 
Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? I have told you. Are you deaf? No, you is blind. I'm not blind, you blind. That is what I just said. You just said what? I did not say what. I said you. That's what I'm asking you. And you is answering. Shut up. You. Yes. Not you, him. Uh, What's your name? Me. Yes, you. I am me. It's me. And I'm you. And I'm about to whoop your old ass, man. Who are you? <laughs> you. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? I have told you. What movie is that from? Uh, Kong Pao, isn't it? Is that the same one where Chris Rock stands and there's this bunch of guys around him? Someone goes, but and he says, "Okay, which one of y'all kicked me?" Yes, <laughs> same movie. <laughs> it's that one. Um, but like we were speaking about you and me. No, you. Me. No. <laughs> What's your name? You. Me. No. You. You. Uh, but you was it? How do you pronounce yes. your surname? Um, I can't pronounce it, but I can spell it. You me. You that went to us? Yes, that's why I went you, like, and then you said me. I, I was thought like, you no, said you like, like me. You, like the guest. So you. it's H-U-G-H, and then his surname is U-R-B-A-N-T-K-E. That. That one. Okay. Anyone who responds to us with a voice note pronouncing that surname wins a beer. Thank you. From Looper, meaning you'll have to come on safari. You'll get a little And join us in Johannesburg. But... So Hugh, the guest Hugh, yeah. Hugh, you probably have to like really emphasize that H. Hugh. Yeah. Hugh. Um, Give me anxiety with but, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so like really, really cool guests and like super intelligent. Eh? Yeah, yes. I had a great time with him. Bro, this man is, he was so cool. And <clears throat> like one of his things, and we chatted about it as well, because he also, he's just so over people speaking about COVID. Because I think it also affects him like, it, 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 it gets him anxious and it gets him, it just, and it, it gets frustrating to a point where you, it becomes stressful and it becomes anxiety. Because it's just, everyone's talking about it. And I remember when the whole mask thing was there, they said like the, everyone has to wear masks, but now it's going to be a reminder of COVID and it's going to and it did make things worse. Mm. Because I mean, you're sitting in your safe space at home you like flip. I need to go to pick and page by uh, mm. by an earbud. So you go to pick and page by your earbud <laughs> with your mask. Yeah, you got your mask on, and you see 60, 70 other people in the shopping center with a mask on, mm. and it's a subtle reminder, which then links back to flip the world's ending. I, I, you know, and it's sorry. becoming a yeah. a thing. Yeah. And you still mentioned the one day to me on. I don't know if you'd mentioned it directly to me or if it was to the dinner table. But I think it was directly to me, but he said he doesn't want to speak about COVID. You know, because everyone, that as well. everyone relates to COVID. I say that often. Yeah. You sit around the dinner table, at, at least once a day on safari, someone will mention COVID. Yeah. And, I, and I say that, that includes me sometimes. You know, I find myself reverting the to... The media is forcing the shit down our throat. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Why do you think other news stories... Also big at the moment, and I mean it's horrible what happened in Afghanistan and all of that. Why do you think that blew up so much? Because everybody's fucking hot for COVID. They just want something else. Hundred percent. Even if it is war, even if it is uh, fucking, what is this Dolly the sheep getting a prosthetic leg? It's wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss that. Huh? What? Yes, the sheep that was cloned. Dolly. Is yes. she still alive? I don't know. Maybe there's another one. You can probably put her. Her leg that they had to replace on the spit, huh? Yeah, you unbride her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the point is, anything that's not COVID blows up. People want to know about it. Mm. Mm. Freaking hell, someone committed suicide in San Francisco the other day and it was a massive story. Really? Because, yeah, 
Zander mentioned it, mentioned it this morning. Yeah. Massive story. Yeah. Why? Because it's not COVID. Yeah, it's probably COVID related because finances and what, 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 what. But no, still. Everything blows up. That's not COVID because people are full of COVID. The media is saying, coming from the media industry, I can confirm this. Yeah. They milk it for everything that it is. Yeah. Fucking hell, it's part of life now. Move on. Yeah. I, I still think personally, it would have been better if COVID was zombies. No. Because what? no, listen. Let, let me explain. So you mentioned you go to the shops to buy an earbud. Yeah. I put my mask on. I walk around and I'm anxious because any of these motherfuckers around me could have COVID. Mm. But I don't know who, because they all have masks and they're all looking at each other funny. And you walk around. And you, if they were zombies, like zombies, you'd know who to kill. Well, who to kick? Like Michael Jackson's. No, keep him away. At least I would know who to be scared of. Now I'm walking around. Stay Even away. now, still, I've had my double vaccinations. Mm. Most of us have. Mm. I'm walking around. Michael, are you an anti-vaxxer, bro? No, I've got my first. Oh, don't even go there. Have you had COVID? I'm not saying anything. I've had COVID. I'm no, just going to touch wood. you had a headache. I, I had, but I had COVID. I was tested positive. I'm just touching wood and saying And I was no. physically around Krista and Jerry no. on my birthday. But I've had my... They me for lunch. Yes. And the day after that, you guys announced that you had COVID, right? Yeah. Well, it wasn't an announcement. Oh, okay. It was a test. Attention, everybody. Attention, Jerry. It was an achievement. Jerry and Krista got COVID. No, no. But I came out of that with no COVID. So... It's weird how I don't know how. Did Jono get COVID from that? Do you see how once a day you revert back to COVID? Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> no, it is. So, but it's become a conversation. No, like it definitely is. It definitely the thing is, is this thing's not going away. Had, no. From, no, it's there not was, going to go away. Uh, was it 19 something? I've had my something? first jab, just saying. Or 18, 19 or 18. 19, there was a Spanish flu. Mm. Some of that is still with us. It yeah. still exists, but it's managed. Mm. This yeah. thing's going to be the same. Mm. Now I'm anxious about that, because fuck, it's going to be all like, time. when's it going to happen? Yeah. And that's my thing. It's like when that initial lockdown came, it was like... And I think I still... Spoke to you early on into lockdown. Mm. We called and we were chatting about yeah. ideas for. We were doing like that at home lockdown shoot thing, whatever. Yes, yeah. The crazy lockdown stuff shoots. we were doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to keep busy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was fun, bro. I actually really enjoyed that. And that kept my mind mm. like creating and just being yeah. active. But, but then it, is it a goes source. back to treating anxiety by doing something. You yeah. have to act, you yeah. have to do something. And that was amazing. And I remember chatting to you about. Um, that particular topic is like the, the worst part about it is when's it going to end you know and yeah and even though it's not but you're like when's it going to calm down when's it going to get to the point where things will be normal again and I think part of the you know, anxiety going well through is, yes it's calmed down and we're at level one and so we can do our thing and go to the bar and whatever but level until Rama Pausa thinks okay it's time to lock down again no shame but you know you're shame we're going to <laughs> but and then the fourth wave comes and then we're locked that's scheduled for November eh? yeah but I mean like November, December and then everything goes back to normal okay we'll keep with masks yeah, and everything. so by the time I lie on my deathbed are we on like wave 4897 <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like why do you keep counting waves did you count waves with flu did you count waves with the cold I mean, okay, so honestly, here's another thing. Are people not traveling because they are anxious about the COVID requirements to get into 100%. countries? 100%. Definitely. People, travel on its own causes anxiety. Yes. Yeah. 
on its own. And now this. Now there's PCR tests. Am I going to get it in time? The amount of anxiety people yeah. have of yeah. can I get my, my printed thing before I get on the plane? Yeah. Getting a meter, well before that, getting a meter long earbud stuck in your nose. Yeah. Get like, basically nose rage. He's like. Yeah. That's why we're buying earbuds. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, I myself. <laughs> oh, come on, now I'm anxious for that vision. I mean, come on. No, but honestly it's, I, I think people do feel that, mm. but of late I've seen a lot more interest in travel. Yeah. I think people need something to look forward to. I just think people, people got to a point where they can't deal with it anymore. No. Like sitting in my apartment in Manhattan, even if you're on Fifth Avenue and it's fucking amazing, it's still enough. Yeah. yeah. But pretty, how, how bad, do you know how bad it is in Australia right now? Okay, so, so I'm gonna, and I'm not going to mention names yet. Someone from Australia wrote me when I asked about this, I mentioned this to you this yeah. morning, that, because I asked on my Instagram feed, are you anxious? What do you do to deal with it? People are talking about, I wanted to kill myself because of this thing. Are you serious? To my, I've got anxiety to the point that I want to just end it. I'm getting emails like that. Yeah, bro. And that's fucking Was this an Australian person? Yeah, from how us. Do you, how do you respond to that, though, Like, What's I'm your response? Quite honest, I, I write back. Thanks for listening, or thanks for sharing, blah, 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 blah. If you're on a hookup for a Zoom call or a call, let me know. Yeah. That's it. Just be a support. And I've got two be, people be, who have taken me up on it. Be so. a person. Um, person yeah. But I swear, like, of late, I can't, I can't sleep at night. When I sleep, I sleep well. Can I you tell me good. how? I haven't slept well since but I was a baby. I, yeah, it's been five years. There's like times where I get r- roped into researching things, reading things. And... I came across a, a video of was a dude in Washington doing a presentation about COVID and and it had like religion involved as well and how countries have like if you look at a, a US coin mm-hmm. can't remember the exact words because I've never travelled to the US so I don't know what's on there currently next year there we go May May it's happening May we'll do it but there's something about religion on there about the Lord or God or mm-hmm. you know and how they've gotten through this because of the the way the country forced is a bad word, but they believe it's a it's a there's a lot of believers. Let's put it that way. Whereas the the um, Australia apparently has a, a different belief and a different structure and system in how they run their country. Mm. And that's why they've went the approach they have, and that's why a lot of people are suffering the way they're suffering. But there was a dude who, I don't know how he got out of Australia, or if he's living in America, but he's got all mm-hmm. his friends and family in Australia. But he stood up, it was like an open mic type thing, and they could speak to the guy presenting oh, yeah. the show. Like the town hall thing. Yes. Um, and he started like delving into how bad things really are in, in Oz. Really? Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's. From what I picked up in that video, because he didn't share too much detail, but it sounds hectic. Yeah. When you're speaking of people wanting yeah. to end themselves, it's to that point. Yeah. It's scary. It's like you, kids, like not even teenagers, younger, walking in the streets out of curfew and they get arrested. No way. No man. Like little kids. So what is curfew? Like late I don't night. know what the curfew is, and but he had said there were young kids, not even teenagers, getting arrested because they in the streets. That's just a little bit fucked up. It's like hectic, bro. Like really bad. Okay, but authorities in general, very generalized, have taken COVID completely out of proportion. Yeah. Like they just did rip okay. it out. Now we're going to a place. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the authorities, whether it's politicians or authorities, are using COVID as a way to strengthen their grip on controlling the crowds? Yes. Mm. 
we'll we'll it's gonna, it's gonna be something that's gonna it's gonna be there for a long time. And that gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, yeah it, it does. does. Yeah, when you're walking up, like I flew for the first time in a very long time now. I don't know how you guys deal with airports and crap, but it was freaking anxious going through. No, you're only allowed in this route. No, you must sanitize here. Yeah. No, you must wear your mask this that way. Big fucking down, gun at you that they've got a temperature reader at airports that could take down a cow. It's like this big thing that they point at your face as you get off the plane. I'm like, okay, whoa, Yo. you need to just calm down a little bit. Yes, and they tell you how to walk and how fast to walk. It shits. It's me. control. Can't, can't deal with it. It's a control thing. Yeah, authority. And, I think no, but then you, you taxi in and, okay, doors are open, thank you, whatever. Everyone stands up and you're like... Everyone's like this, like you're in a sardine can. What's the point? No, this is the protocol, but... yeah. I think on maybe in this flipping the eight weeks alone, I had 21 flights. Mm-hmm. 21 flights in eight weeks. Are you bragging or complaining? Bit of both. Really. Can, I, can I brag? I booked it's all of them. It's disgusting. <laughs> yes, I was. And you booked all of them, Judy. And I told you this in the past. If you ever book me through Addis Ababa again, Terry, I'm sorry, I'm resigning. That I'm was done. The only way to I get never want to again, fly though. through that freaking country ever again. Ever again. It's like when Dan went there, I was like, Flip, I'd, that would be cool, I'd like to see that. Negative. Not after that experience. Mm-mm. If that airport was the way it was, I'd walk there from here. Mm-mm. Honestly, it would be worth it. Wow. That was bad. But in all the flights I took this year, I've, I think maybe four times, I've had people follow that <coughs> protocol of four yeah. rows at a time, get up. What a but joke. But still, what is the point? You four flew rows at a time. a few times, eh? But you, yeah, you. lot, yeah. But you're sitting right next to people mm. in the aircraft. Mm. Limit the amount of movement in the cabin. You have people like jogging up and down, and they're standing, chatting to their friends, yeah, changing yeah, yeah. seats. It's like, what's you, the? You're point? sitting like a sardine. Yeah. Then they say to you, "Okay, guys, we just arrived. Please maintain your 1.5 meter distance when you stand up." Corin's been sitting on my fucking lap. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. What? How? Yeah. What a joke. I don't get it. I honestly don't. No. So. I had so many comments from Mike at that moment, but I won't say. From about Corin sitting on your lap. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you guys want to share with the group? No. We're not sharing this one with Wait, the group. wait, I think I'm. <coughs> Next question, Gene. <laughs> How many of you have seen Squid Games? Squid no. Games? Squid, Squid Games. Games. No. Never heard of it. No, I have no idea. I don't think I want to hear about it. No. Apparently, it's this thing. So, my, my hairdresser said to me yesterday, my barber hairdresser, whatever, Kyle. Kyle said to me, that the first 30 minutes is a bit dodgy, mm. but then it's like, oh my goodness, it's... So there's been a big blow up about that because the age restriction is not... Yeah, it's um, and it's quite violent, apparently. Yes, very I'm going to start watching it soon. <laughs> Let me ask you this, random question. So from an anxiety point of view, because the world's filled with anxiety. Okay, we know this. Our waiter who gives us this shitty limoncello stuff, he walks up, he's wearing a mask. We are subliminally reminded how fucked up the world mm. is because he's wearing a mask. Mm. Okay. I've found myself down there, I would sit on the couch. We're now going to choose a movie on Netflix or DSTV or iTunes, whatever. Da, da, da. That sometimes I don't want to watch a movie I haven't seen because the end will cause me fucking anxiety. Because I, if I watch Gladiator, I know how it ends. Braveheart. I've watched Braveheart 15 million times in my life. Great movie. We, we chose to watch that again because I know how it ends. I don't want to watch some new thing. Number one, I'm quite picky about what I watch. But 
I don't want the I don't want that additional and this is this is recreational anxiety if there's such a thing. But this comes back to anticipation and unknowing. You'd but I don't want the, you'd I don't want that day, right now. Yeah. I'll watch Lion King and Finding Nemo because I know he finds his dad in the end. I don't want to wonder about it and be anxious about it. Friends again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's weird. It's just Has weird. anyone ever found Nemo? Yes, of course. Nemo's His dad finds him. Oh. There's Rude. even a finding Dory where Dory gets No, but like, I mean the real Nemo. I, I saw Jerry's them at Lifestyle. There's like 20 of them. No, but he has to live in a wonky fin. No, it's, it's a weird world. It really is. No, it is. Anyway. Ooh. So, Mike, we'll yeah. go around the table. Your last thoughts on anxiety, and if you can offer anybody listening to this any advice or just something on how to manage. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't think, like I'd mentioned, I don't really suffer with it on a daily basis. It's just when things get, when there's pressure out on safari, I feel it quite a bit, but I don't feel, it's not like a, it's not part of my life, if I may. Mm. And I think it's easier for me to say, but I think just take that step back and try and figure out what it is that's making you anxious or f- making you feel worried or whatever it may be and, and try and move forward from there. So I think just, yeah, remember to take that step back before you breathe. take another step. Yeah, breathe. Mm. A three, I recently read about a, um, a three, what's it called? Three, three, three rule, rule of threes. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm. So it's where you have to... <laughs> I ne- that nearly came out wrong. I wanted to say stimulate yourself. That would have been bad. No, I just said it. But you, you can if you want to. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to relieve anxiety, <laughs> brew, go for it. it. No, but there's a 333... Yeah, it's a coping mechanism. A rule of threes. Where wherever you find yourself, and I mean, like for me, I find myself doing it a lot, even, even when I'm not anxious. I like when I'm out on safari, I just... I love standing out, maybe on the deck of my room, on the deck of the the main area, even while out in the field, is you first have to stimulate your, your, well, it's stimulating your senses, so looking and seeing, so seeing, pick three things that you, that you can see. Mm. So like really focus on, okay, I'm seeing my guests. Like guests, elephant, lodge. Exactly. Like really focus on those three things, and then you move on and start listening. Name three things that you can hear. Okay. The shutters, yeah, the shutters of the cameras firing at the elephants drinking and the birds chirping, and then it's more of a tactile experience. A ta- yeah, so either clenching your fists or moving your fingers or your toes or moving your shoulders or rolling your neck, move three different parts of your body, and I find I do that a lot, even and that's subconsciously that I do this. You know, you know, can, can I can I say well, that's very interesting you mention that because from from a coaching point of view, there's three ways that you can talk to people. It's audio, visual, and kinetics, like touch. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm going to talk to someone and say, Judy, you know what? Can you see yourself on the beach with you, hun? That's if you're a visual person, that will speak to you. Mm. If I say to you, Krista, listen, can you hear the birds chirping as you wake up in the bush? If you're an audio person, or for you, when you walk outside, can you feel the sand on your feet? So dig that that's really cool yeah because those are the three kind of ways in which people operate yeah visual audio and touch yeah so that's it's something that Very I find my, maybe I'm, I'm feeling a bit worried or anxious like on the vehicle like shit are my guests enjoying themselves <coughs> I always relate to those three things mm. 
the, or the rule of threes. Yeah. Yeah, it comes fun. back to doing something. Yeah. You do something. And even you when act. I'm not, even if it's like an act of appreciation, it's like, geez, look, look at where I am. Like say Iceland, for example, I'm in, the middle, I'm in Iceland. Mm. I'm standing in the ice cave. What's amazing about this? Okay, what three things that I what's can see? What's fucking not amazing about that? Exactly. But like, what's three things I can see? Well, this freaking insane... Ice. ice yeah, ice, ice. Lots of ice, <laughs> lots of wind, and it's freaking cold. Yeah. Um, but it, it always comes into... It's, it's part no, of I like that. It's really cool. So yeah, that's what I'd give you is take the step back and assess the rule of threes. But also just to jump ahead, and I had this conversation with Jerry this morning, is how, how connected are we to those senses? Or have we disconnected completely because we've been so bubbled in a little Because of world. this thing, because yes. of the phone, yeah. we've lost all of it. So oh, I yeah. went, so I had a break recently. I went to Cape Town with Johan on the back end of his private safari that he had with guests, right? My first day off, I didn't know how to deal with myself. We went to Kirstenbosch Gardens, most amazing place Stunning. I've ever seen, beautiful, I've never been there. But quite honestly, I, could, I was standing, at one point I was standing there with tears in my eyes because I couldn't remember the last time I heard birds chirping in the trees the way I did. Mm. Like how disconnected It becomes a very visceral experience, yes. Yeah. So I, I love that. I think that's amazing. I'm going to use that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The rule of threes. What do you think, Judy? What your, was the question? Your final words. Kind of just, <laughs> Sorry. Just I, 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 I stretched <laughs> that one out there. Mike. Mike, Mike dropped there big time. Yeah, <laughs> Might as well end it now. Three by three. Okay. We're done. Thanks for okay, listening. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, I mean, thoughts on anxiety. I guess your thoughts personally for people what to do, how to manage all your cases. It's a, yeah, it's a tricky one because I think everybody's got their own levels of anxiety and, like Chris said, own coping mechanisms. For me, and this is a recent thing that I'm trying to practice, I'm trying to step back and slow down. Instead of speeding up and catching momentum and just driving forward and burning myself out, I'm trying to slow myself down, spend more time with my kids, my family, my spouses, reconnecting spouses, with friends. Sorry, Sp- how many are there? Your, your, sorry, you are. Your brew, we need to talk. <laughs> Spouse. Send me an email. <laughs> See, that's how my brain works. Watch like, I want to. Email address. <laughs> Yo, love that's how my brain works. I want to say friends, like add the S to the friends. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it works way too fast. If it works for you, that's cool. But um, I'm trying to slow down. I'm trying to slow down and I'm trying to simplify. That's like a big thing in my life right now. I just want to simplify. And I think it comes back down to the Maasai and how Dixon them. I mean, they have a very... Simple. Uh, yeah, I want to say simple without criticizing. It's not a criticism, but they have a very no, simple... A good simple. Yes, a very good simple life, right? There's no complications. There's no... Whatever. So, those two things. I'm trying to slow down, mm. take a step back when I need to, and trying to simplify. Yeah. Cool. Krista, your thoughts? I don't think I'm the best person to ask because I don't think I cope with my anxiety. No, like, you, I, don't, I don't deal with it. No, the right you're way. already way ahead of the curve because you're talking about it. Well, yeah. Okay. You have your person in Liesel. I, Look, well, you're, yes, you're, but she also costs a fucking thousand rand session, which I is don't. not ideal. I just cost one gin and tonic. Yeah, I know, but I'm also, yeah, but, but what I would say is find your person, admit that you've got anxiety, I think that's that's maybe a big problem. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay, yeah, that's the thing. It's okay not to be okay. And then reach out and, yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm not the best person to ask because I'm not the No, but I think things. those are valid points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 100% you, valid. The first thing is accepting that, I've, that nearly came out harsh, but I've got, a, I've got issues. No, yeah, we I've, all I've, have I've issues. I've got plenty We've issues. We've all got yeah. our problems okay. and we all have our, <laughs> Rack up. our thoughts and, if I may, demons that mm. latch onto us. So you, 
<coughs> the biggest thing, and like Jerry said, you're already you're in the process. Yeah. You've accepted. The, the you're biggest, talking about it. The biggest thing is accepting. If you don't accept that, listen, I've got a problem. You deal with it. You're not going to be able to deal with it because you you won't know that I've got something to deal with. Yeah. So knowing that you've got that, you you know it's you've you've got issue, an issue. Knowing that you need to find that person and reaching out, I think those are the three most important points mm. to make. And to I think something also to to look out for, and it's something that I still can't identify always is triggers and how to deal with them. Because you get find triggers in things that are the weirdest things at the weirdest places, the weirdest no, times. No, 100%. And you don't always know what it is. Yeah. But mm. when you do identify a trigger, avoid it. Mm. Cut that person out of your life. Cut that energy out of Situation your life. Situation. It's not your person. That's not your person. Not your person. You see, the funny thing is, with free-floating anxiety, the stuff where you wake up, you don't know what it's about, that trigger can come from when you were five years old. Mm. Yeah. We spoke about it this morning, Judy. You might sit here and think the color of that drink, but you don't know. Mm. You don't know, but 100% agree. I also just want to say, like, your person doesn't necessarily have to be, and I'm going to say this right, your spouse. Mm. No, 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 no. It yes. doesn't have to do. In fact, or your, a sibling or a family shouldn't. member. In yeah, some no, situations, exactly. it shouldn't be. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Mm. So you shouldn't feel obliged to make someone close to you your person. It's not yeah. necessarily the case. No says I again with a hundred years experience <laughs> no but it's true you, you, yeah. Yeah. you can meet someone walking out these doors and they'll be a person like that exactly. it's also yeah. it's, a, it's a, yeah. one of the quotes that yeah. goes around Instagram often something like someone you've met for three hours can have more impact in your life than someone you've known for three years 100% someone yeah. I've had my I've known my whole life can give out such negative energy and make me mm. so anxious that I just don't want yeah. to we can think of a common person, can't we? Dane yes, stool. we can. No, 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 not no, even. No, Dane no. stool's a whole different story. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole different story. How about you, G? What, yeah, I was about to say. No, I think, I mean, I think we've covered quite a bit here. And to me, it comes down to number one, acceptance. Number two, acting on it. And the scary thing is you have to be very real and honest with yourself. It's very hard for anybody to... And because mental health has had this stigma for so many years, and... I think now with COVID having, I want to say come and gone, but having now been here, it's been forced into the limelight, but there's still people who think that it's weak mm. to say yeah. I'm suffering from anxiety or I'm suffering from depression, whatever it might be. Yeah. People see it as a weakness. Yeah, yeah. So why then, if I hurt my hamstring doing snatches or squats, I'm allowed to go to the, the physio and get treatment week after week after week until I'm better. Mm. Why is that okay? But if I have it's any kind in of a sense, mental, that's a weakness. Yeah, it's, you, yeah your weakness hurt you. Yeah. So now why am I not allowed to go to a therapist or deal with my mental health week after week after mm. week until it's better? So physically it's fine because, oh no, I can see them stick needles into me, but to go for therapy is this thing that people question. No, it's you're weak. No, you're weak. It's a very male thing and especially that's huge. in South Africa, a very Afrikaans male thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, big time. But again, how do you find weakness? How, define weakness. No, for them. I'm um, no, but no. if you take it as a bell curve, like I'm how? Big where? Man. Yeah. At what point? I no. think it's different for you, for me, for John sitting yeah. up there. Yeah. Maybe when you're out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. But but but, but are we judging weakness? I'm judging your weakness because I know it's I've the way you you or you. It's your belief and perspective on what weakness should be. 100%. I, I've spoken to people, friends, random people, and I mention I'm speaking to a therapist once a week. 
because I feel I need to unload. I feel for the business I'm going to start, I need that, blah, blah, blah. And almost immediately, you can see them go, ooh, and they pull back. It's like, what's wrong with you? There's nothing fucking wrong with me. I'm choosing to manage my mental health like I do my physical health. Yeah. It's not a a thing. Uh, But but, but I I think... Sorry. No, go for it. You think? I I think just from from an anxiety point of view, we all have it. COVID's forced it on us. We have no choice. And... No, definitely we have. Finding your person and talking to someone, but acting, doing something. Sitting in a... And I've been there. I've sat in a corner Mm. and I thought, I'm just going to wait until it goes away. It doesn't fucking go away. It gets worse. Mm. It gets worse and worse because you're on your own mind and that beast in your head just goes more and more and more. You have to act. You've got to do something. You've got to do something. I know this was like kind of a closing question or a closing... We can have another round if you want. I'm in. No, no, but like something that I thought of earlier that's now resurfaced and thought of again is we spoke of masks earlier Mm. and you've got your four Japanese masks. Yes. And... You wear them at different occasions or different times or intervals throughout the day. And you just mentioned now accepting and acknowledging and knowing what the issue is. Just putting it out there, do you know what your masks are? Yeah. Me? 100%. I 100% do. Mm. I can feel myself, and and you know where where it became real for me, is I can be, when I'm going to present, like in the States or whatever, I might be presenting to an auditorium of 2,000 people. Up until five minutes before, I'm, I'm cool. I'm chill, have a drink, chat, laugh, da, da, da. I then literally, I go into the bathroom, and this is a stock standard, whenever I present, I go to the bathroom, not to pee or anything, I stand there, I look in the mirror, and I switch on. I put the stage mask on. And it's not different to what I am, it's just more same than what ground, I normally am. Same it's, ground rules. It's but the same me, just more, because it's bigger. Amplified. Yeah. So yeah, I, I personally, I don't know about you guys, but Absolutely. yeah, I know, I know when I put a mask on, hundred percent. Up to oh, a point where that? you, I know when I'm with certain people, they know me as bubbly and funny one or whatever. So even though I might feel very anxious and depressed, I just not less for this. I will put my mask on because that is what. You otherwise, everybody yeah. is gonna go. Oh, what's wrong? With it? And that's not what I want. Yeah. Some of us. You're not my person, you're not the person, you're not my person, you're not my person. So I'll just be bubbly and funny and yay, and that's awesome. Go home and. But again, that's. Out. I think we all do that at some stage in our life. Yeah. And with, with where we are. I just think by putting that mask on, it's a defense mechanism. Yes. But I think you have positive and negative defense mechanisms. And if it gets to a point where you can't go. I mean, okay, we're going to keep going. Another round. I, I really to, need to. Like. You go pee first, I'll go pee after you. Thank you. Take your stories. Just in here, yeah. Is I spoke to Barry as well, my therapist. Mm-hmm. And the biggest anxiety that people have, and we're talking South Africa now at least because of all the studies and stuff, is number one, going back to work. Because mm. I, I was listening to the radio yesterday and they had a phone in about, uh, in an hour, only two people who phoned in said they are ready to go back to work. Like in a workspace environment. Into because I'm happy at home. I, yes. I need to buy fuel. I need to now buy new clothes. And, and, and people don't want to go back. But also is the social anxiety of going out of my house into yeah. social occasion. Because when I go there, I'm at risk. I could die. Yeah. So I'm anxious because of that. Yeah. Now I'm also anxious because I've been with my spouses, yours, many spouses <laughs> in one house. So I've been with my spouse in house for a while. How, when you then start doing your own thing again, 
are you going to manage this disentanglement? Because yes. now you have your life, I have mine. Yes. For the last year, it's been us together. You do my thing, I work at home, you see my work, I see your work. Now we're going to go separate and come back. Yeah. Is how do we manage that? Yeah. It's just more. Yeah. And there's a big trust factor in that, isn't it? Because, I mean, you've, be, you've been in a little bubble together for a very long time. Now all of a sudden you're venturing out of your bubble. Mm. And then there's that constant like, doubt and anxiety again of what is my spouse? Mm. What is my spouse doing? What is he getting up to? What is she getting up to? Like, it creates doubt and anxiety all over it. 100% and lots of it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, to the point where I would go on a trip now, like now, because we've been living in the same house well, for 15, whatever years, but we would be in the same house, I would go on a trip, and when Mike's back from peeing, Billie Jean. Billie Jean. Oh, Sorry. man. That video is the best. Keep oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Um, <laughs> no, no. So, so I would then, I'll message Adele from when I'm on a trip. Mm. I'll say, hey, how's it going? Then because of she's working or she's busy or having a movie or whatever the case is, I don't hear from her when I check messages again. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, what's wrong? Yeah. And suddenly I'm going there. Yeah. Where is she? What is she yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Can you mic? You girls? Talk sure. about this, please. Um, I talk about the show. It's, it's been a good day? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't hear it. was a whole conversation no, so about So we were saying like within lockdown, a lot of this uh, families and couples and so forth were in one bubble, right? So you're in one yeah. bubble for a very long time. Now all of a sudden, as lockdown has become a bit more laxed, people are starting to venture back to workspaces, back to their normal sort of daily routines. Where does the trust factor lie and like the doubt and anxiety that comes from that because people are splitting into their own separate ways again? Like, are you yeah, ready to be in a, in a workspace permanently again, kind of thing? Or are you happy Look, in all, home? Look, in all honesty, and it's not because G just left, mm -hmm. but he knows, he knows exactly where I stand. And I enjoy working from home a lot more than I do in the office. Mm -hmm. And I know Jerry will agree with it, because he also does. Mm -hmm. You know, it's his space, there's no interruptions, you put your head down. And may it be, like, in the office, I'll get the same amount of work done I do in the office the whole day. In the office, so eight to four then I will at home from 8 to 2 or 8 to 1. Yeah. I feel the I'll same. get the same amount of work done 8 to 1, mm. leave home at 1 and go to the driving range, hit a few golf balls, mm. I'll get on the bike and go. Yeah. But I know I've got the same amount of work done at home than I would have in the office because there's not so many distractions. I feel so, the so same. So what I was saying, G, is that... I'm back, by the way, sorry. <laughs> so what I was saying is that, uh, Judy had mentioned, like the trust factor in working from home versus working in the office. I feel I got the same amount of work done, but a lot quicker at home. Same. Due to the least amount of distract or less distractions at home than you do have in the office. And I didn't feel guilty knowing that, okay, I've got two blogs done. I've sent Krista all the social content she needs, and I got back to all my emails mm. and reached out to more people. And you're finished what, by 10 in the morning. Yes. Yeah. You get it done. And then if I want to say, well, I'm going to get on my bike now and I'm going to go cruise to Michalisburg, have a beer and come back. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. And I, pre I prefer that way of living yeah. than I do sitting in office. Shame. Because when you sit in office, Shame. you feel, well, I have to sit here from eight to four yeah. because that's what I'm being paid for. Yeah. But I'm doing the same amount of work I could have done from... It should be outcomes based, to, not time based. Eight to one at home. 100%. You know? Yeah. Um, and like the trust factor, I think... Doubling back to that, 
I don't think I've got a, a big trust issue moving forward, mm. but I think speak or sticking to the topic we we're discussing here. We've been a little bit all over show. Mm. It has been a bit, but it's been very good actually. It's, it's, I think it's always kind of came, going in a direction. Yeah, it's come back to the the initial roots of this discussion, but. I think this doubles back to what Jerry and Krista had mentioned is just acknowledging and accepting and knowing mm. and then making that move. Mm. So now you, you're moving back into this, this or out of your bubble into a, an environment where you're like, Shit, can I trust people? But that's your first step into, okay, I need to now go back into this, make that decision and move into that zone of, okay, am I going to trust the people I find myself in within the office? And I have found leaving the office, coming back into office, mm. who I can really latch onto and who I can't really Hundred percent. Agreed. And that's got nothing to do with the people in office. It's just a personal thing. I know I would rather approach Jerry or Judy or whoever with certain issues sure. and I'll go to Andrew, Alistair, whoever with other issues. But you know it's mm. that's how you there's, uh, and what you're saying now, and I, I messaged you this morning, um, Judy, so for those of you guys listening, well, all of you, um, there's a TED talk on Spotify called Three Rules for Better Work-Life Balance by Ashley Williams. And she talks about reframing exactly this, is reframing what is rest, reframing what is my time. Mm. And, and what I think we're guilty of, and that's why we, we almost, we feed the anxiety in some instances. Because when I go home, now, after this podcast, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to go home after that. But we're always online. Always. And we feel guilty when we say to someone, listen, and what we normally say is, listen, I'm going to go home now, but message me if you need me. I will be online. Okay, you're not, you're not fucking it. home then. Yeah. You are still switched on. It's like, where's your, where's your office? <laughs> yeah, the office is in your hand, Right. So, instead of of saying to people, listen, guys, I'm done for the day. It's three o'clock. I'm done for the day. Unless there's a fire or something's burning or a guest's plane is falling from the sky, I'm offline. Don't talk to me. But even saying that to you guys now, I start feeling anxious. I'm Mm. like, fuck, we can't do that. But we should be able to. We should be able to. And it's wrong to accept otherwise. And then there's the argument on the flip side, yeah, but we offer a great service. Yes, we do. Mm. But for one of us, for three or four, half of us to be offline for two hours in the afternoon, that, that's what's causing my anxiety. Yeah. A lot of it. That's true. And I mean, I found myself... Who ordered another round? No, I didn't. Mike. No, you looked. No, I, I like, saw you. No, I did that. You said another thousand. <laughs> another thousand. Thanks, I, hope, Mike. I hope you get a... What's that thing? No, yeah. you don't. Lemoncello. I want to say chinchilla, but it's not that. Chinchilla. Is that a dog a, or a mouse or thing? That's a rodent he They're quite cute. They're like... they. What is this, Judy? <laughs> the people can't see your actions. Oh, shit. I'm doing the chicken dance for everyone. <laughs> the chinchilla is like a rat. Yeah, it's like a... a big one. Rat yes. hamster type thing. Like, do cool memes. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Um... Did you want to drink a chinchillo? No, no. It's like drinking no, a rat. I can't That's gross. Remember the name you. of that ginger stuff that they bought. Lemoncello. Oh. Lemoncello. It's, it's close. close. It's very yeah. close. Like chin and lemon. Oh. That's not close, but the cello is like identical. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you were speaking about um, 
kind of taking time for yourself. Yep. And I've, after this, this year is really... Like, brought it home. Yeah. Where I know, if on a weekend, yes, I'll still be on WhatsApp, and I'll open your message on a Monday. Or I'll open it and say, listen, it's weekend, I've got plans, and I'll get back to you on Monday. But do you have the discipline to do that? You, as Michael, do you do that? I never used to. I do it now. Now you do. I also got to a it's either, and it's not, it's not that I'm ignoring the message, mm. but if you're going to text me on 5 o'clock on a Saturday, or 9 o'clock yeah. on a Friday, yeah. I mean, this is, it's my time. Yeah, it is. You know, if it's, if it's important, and like you said, if it's like someone's on safari and about to... There's an elephant yes. standing yes. on them. Yes. Go. Then, okay, I'll quickly jump and get shit done. But if it's not that important, yeah. it can wait until Monday. Yeah. An email. I used to be that guy who... Same. As soon as I get the email... I would wake up at half past one in the morning because like, I don't in, sleep. Exactly. I would start answering emails. See, that's Likewise, the problem. I'm and that's, still there. That I'm is, still there. Where you were, I'm still there. I haven't found that discipline yet. I found that say, point where... I'll be back with you guys on Monday. No. It I, it's, it's still a struggle for me. I've, you asked me, have I found the discipline? No, it's, I haven't found okay, it, but, we need but I'm to forcing it. Reframe this. You, it's both discipline, duty, and self-care. Yeah. Yes. And I, I'm, and I mentioned that to you this morning. Yes. Self-care is a big thing. And that's a, like for me, that self-care and the ne neglect thereof this year I think is a big factor for me and I'm very aware of it but I don't know how to approach it yet I don't know how to approach being better with myself finding uh, more time for myself okay, but, but, let me ask you this making more time when you do do you feel guilty yes 100% that's fucked up but, but, I'm sorry but it is but you know but that's the and that doubles that doubles yeah. back to the empathetic side of what why we do what we do and why we do what we do so well is because we honestly 101% care about every single guest that travels 100%. with us. Yeah. You know, we may have, you may have been traveling with us for the past six years, seven years, eight years. Mm. How Wild Eyes going on 11 years now? Yeah. For the past 11 years, you've been traveling with us. We will care for you as much as we yeah. care for Sunny, who travels with us for the first time tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. We care about everyone and that, that, yeah. And that empathetic side, may it be you've spent top dollar with us over all these years, or may it be this is your first and maybe yeah, only safari, service. you will get the same service. Yeah. And it's just because it's who we are. Mm. And that's where the like feeling guilty, and I still feel guilty when I, like, I had messages from a guest from Friday knowing that I'm only coming back in today on Wednesday, mm. and I'll get back to you on Wednesday because that's when I'm in office. Yeah. And I sit there, like, every day I think about it, and that fuels the anxiety, yeah. like, I'm not getting back to you, I'm not getting back to you. But eventually, then you get to Wednesday, and it's like, okay, well, I'm in office now, now I'm working, back on the clock, okay, sorry, apologies for the delay, but... But you shouldn't have to apologize. Yeah. That's my thing. You shouldn't have to apologize and I think for it's that. Our if someone puts that it kind is. of stress on you, and I still think, even if we, as a collective, take care of ourselves, and we try and manage that anxiety, we're still going to be the best service. And just, just as a little bit of a sideline here, for you guys listening that have traveled with us, or planning to travel with us, I don't... You, you, what you must understand here is yes, Mike and I are talking about the anxiety we feel on trips sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. No, yeah. And with travel and this, I challenge you to go and find another safari and travel company out there that will be this real with you. So when, when, when we are with you in the field, you know you are getting the real thing. Mm. We're not hiding shit from you anymore. That is why we are better than every single other company and guide out there. Nobody will talk about this stuff. And that's real. Yeah. It's real, but still, we need to look after ourselves. Yeah. And 
Sorry, go for it, Judy. No, no, I was going to say, you know, I, so I had a case about <clears throat> two, three weeks back before I went to my little break from a guest. She's traveling from that point. She was traveling in about nine or ten weeks time, but she was quite persistent on her information that she wanted and so forth to the point that she was becoming quite rude about it. Like, I haven't responded to her in two days. And it, I literally went back. It was a Friday evening. I eventually got back. It was after hours. Responded to her. And my message to her was, and this is no lies, excluding guides, we had 25 guests traveling that weekend mm. and my attention was on those guests sure so and i think this, come, this comes back to mike mike you're distracting me this comes back to mike <laughs> saying like our company Chris is distracting are, me it's it, a <laughs> these guys are all trying to blow through a pasta straw i can't talk exactly give judy a moment no it's blowing <laughs> <laughs> sorry Blow. judy we literally had 25 guests traveling that weekend and it was an anxious time but I think it comes down to Mike saying the service that we provide for our guests that are on safari at that time. Would you not rather have someone assisting you while you're going through transfers and, and airports and stuff like that than providing information nine weeks from now? Mm. Did, that, did any of that just make sense? It doesn't feel yes, like no, it. Yes, no, it does. Okay. Why, why would, if I'm going to travel, so I'm planning, I'm planning a potential trip two weeks from now. Oh. Okay, so I'm mailing this place. Give me the details, what's included, whatever the case might be. So... If they were to say to me, even two weeks out, listen, Jerry, can you just pump the brakes here? Yeah. We had a couple who was in a room and a vivid monkey came in, trashed the place, there's blood everywhere. Not that they do that. We tried to manage this, we'll get back to you soon. Some more Of course I'm going to understand. Yeah. There's certain priorities mm. that take certain purpose. Umit saying to you, listen, I'm standing outside the airport, my transfer's not here, what do I do? Yes. Versus someone inquiring about a Svalbard trip for two years from now. Correct, and I had that as well. But why? Yes. Why would... The vivid monkey break into the room? That's a great question, but no, that's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, but why would you understand that response? Why would I understand the response from the company? Yeah. Because you're in the industry. Because I'm in the industry, but also I am aware enough and aware enough of the other person. I think that's lacking in today's society is that we've become very selfish. And in my, fuck what you Oaks think, it's about me. Yes. It's about me. I don't care what you think, it's about me. I'm not getting my drink fast enough. I'm not getting the right parking. Forget that it's, I almost said Corin, Aunt Betty who needs that closer parking. Whatever the case is, we don't think about the other side anymore. Yeah. And that's it's so sad, but it's because we in the industry, we understand if you get a response like that, well, okay, let's, yeah. let's give it a day or two. Mm. I mean, push a week and it's like, okay, listen, chop, what's yep. happening? Can I be like, 100%, I'm going to now take a dig at the oyster box here. Go for it. Okay, so the oyster box in South Africa, go and look them up. They're part of the Red Carnation mm. group. Yeah. I emailed them once. Please give me availability. I hit them up on Instagram, which, and not mean this in any funny way, but with being verified and having a big following, that should mean something. Nothing. I emailed them again. I direct messaged them again. Until right now, fuck all. Yeah. No response from them. So I had to go through a different angle to get hold of them. Yeah. But at that point, don't you just feel like giving up? Like, is it like actually I'm, worth... So I'm thinking, you know what, okay, cool. Let me think about this in a nice way. Are they that busy that they can't reply to my email? Do they not want my business? I'm thinking, you know what, okay, cool. If I don't get help from this, and I'm not going to get excited about it because that only causes me stress. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about me, apparently. But I'm getting upset about something that they did. So I'm the one that's taking stress, not mm. them. Yeah. 
and I'm getting upset about something that something else did. It's not worth it. Yeah. Secondary I'll look at something yeah. else, whatever the case Secondary. is. Well, so, whatever. Mm. But it's a tough one. Yeah, but today's world. Can I show you an app? Let me show you an app. What are all... Are you going to show us Tinder now? <laughs> no, I don't use Tinder. Really. Anymore. Bumble? Ever. No. <laughs> what's the use, bro? I'm out of the country for like the whole year. You know Tinder works internationally. But what's... Huh? What's that... What am I looking at? The the name of the app. With the message. WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp. Okay. So WhatsApp with the whole blue tick thing. Mm. That was the biggest. Well, that's what's caused the biggest. Huge. Uh, what's the word I can use here? Um, you blue ticked me. Yes. It's a. Thing. That's it. You've no, read so my message. Like emails. And you haven't responded to me yet. I know. You can turn it off, but I know Elizma has like a, I don't know if she, I, I highly doubt she does it to the guests, but when she emails us internally, it's like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's all the read receipts. Elizma does that. But, uh, flip it or something. We love you, Liz. Yeah, we do. <laughs> sure. There is a, a Christmas movie. It's flipping Die Hard. Cold. Home Alone. Di- is Die Hard a Christmas movie? The Grinch. <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas Dude, movie? This is going very yes. far off from where... Yes, it is. I have no idea. Okay. Why? Why? Why is it a Christmas movie? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Just moving on. Okay. okay. Let's move on. <laughs> but it was something to do with elves and they were making presents in the Santa Claus land or what's that place called? <laughs> what the fuck is Santa You don't even have kids and you know all these movies. What is Santa Claus land? Man. Lapland. <laughs> Lapland. Lapland. Yeah, no, uh, like cloth land. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. But the one elf says to the other elf, I emailed you two minutes ago. Why haven't you responded? Sure. You know, and that's like indirectly relating to WhatsApp. Big where time. Huge. If I get a message from Jerry and I open it, he gets two blue ticks. I know you've seen and it. And he, yes. Or one tick, he knows it's delivered. Two ticks, he, or uh, one tick. It's into in cyberspace. Yes. Two, two texts text on your phone. Been, yeah, I've received it. Blue, you've read my message. Exactly. Mm. Man, that's like the... It's such a problem because everyone is now so latched onto... As soon as I send a message... You want to reply now? I need to reply like... Now. Does that cause you anxiety? It does for me. Huge. Massive. It yeah. used to. You know when I said, mm. as soon as I get an email, I want to reply immediately. Yeah. It used to be like... Mm. I would... I would... F- like force myself and I'd put my phone somewhere. Yeah. And I would tell myself, okay, for the next hour and a half or two hours while I watch this movie or whatever I'm doing, reading, whatever, I'm not going to look at my There's phone. no ways I can do that. I can't either. So it will cause you anxiety. I always, yeah. so you lie there Especially and you're watching your movie and then yeah. suddenly, and that's the subconscious <coughs> mind. Yeah. It's just like, phone, grab it. And then your conscious mind, and I said this way in the beginning, how long does this podcast be? Uh, we're pushing two hours now, which is fantastic. Okay, so I it's officially now the longest podcast we've ever done. Woo-hoo. Par four clap. Yep. Yeah, those that are still with us, thank you. Okay. We applaud you. <laughs> yeah. um, Merry Christmas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm anxious because I don't understand that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. He's <laughs> just adding value. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I had lost train of thought. So WhatsApp, immediate gratification. Oh yeah, so the subconscious mind, and I'd said this, it's going on two hours now, so I said this about an hour and, an hour and 50 minutes ago. Yeah. 
about the subconscious mind that is so powerful. I would I would lie there, my phone would be two meters away from me while I'm watching whatever I'm watching, and I will or reading whatever I'm reading, and I will like crawl and like, autopilot reach for the. It's thing. like literally yeah. levitating yeah. across the floor. Yeah. It's like only what the tips of my toes touching the couch still. It's like how I'm still. It's weird. Grab the phone. Come back. Again, how are I'd you? I'd lie single? on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd lie on the couch and I'd like, get onto my phone while like I'd put the book down or not watch the TV. And then two minutes into replying to something, I'm like, I should like, be touching it, my phone. It. Yeah. Why am I touching my phone? And I'll put it back. And it's like, well, shit, now they're going to get a blue tick. Like, oh, fuck, I need to reply to this now. Grab the phone again, quickly reply to that. And then right. you sucked in again. Yeah. Have the, you sub the subconscious mind is evil. No, it is. Get rid of it. When you're born, you don't order one. Freud would not agree with you there. I don't want to subconscious. I, I told it to Judy way back. What, which WhatsApp group. are you using? Have you got WhatsApp business? I'm not. It's the green one. Get, no, but there's a W and a B. <laughs> Best advice ever. What? So WhatsApp, the normal, one, the normal one. Get WhatsApp business because you can have auto replies on there. Oh, no way. You can set times that I'm offline and it auto replies during that time. So if someone messages me when I'm offline, I can put an auto reply that says, Thank you for your message. I'm doing it now. I'm not going to be online until this time. I'll get back to you soon. Do I have to go to App Store? Yeah. No, well, yeah. yeah so but that was the, seriously the best advice you ever gave. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, Jerry. Because you're buying back your own time. Yeah. You're buying back your own time and that's gold. Is it yeah. called WhatsApp Business? Yeah, just look for WhatsApp Business. Yeah, okay, I got it. Where, and you, you transfer all your contact, whatever. It does ah, it automatically. It's with a B. Yeah, it's got a B. Okay. And you can set times that you're away. You can mm. do autoresponder. So if anybody who's not in your your contact list messages, it sends an auto reply. Thanks for your message. Um, we'll get back to you soon. Da, 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 da. It oh, leaves it as unread in your message, but they get a reply. Okay. It is golden. Yeah. But now, so. Wait, what? What was that? Oh, your Siri on your phone. Siri's talking to me. Why? Um. So anyone in your contact list won't get an auto reply. No, no or you can set it up if these people leave me. But also you can you can have an out of office. You can either do it every night from seven to ten, or you can turn it on and off. Sorry, not online right now unless it's an emergency. So you can go and look at the message that they've sent you, yeah. but they get a reply saying I'm not online. So right if now. you open it, it'll be blue ticked. So so yeah, it's it's already blue ticked. Wow. But they have a reply already. Oh, and it'll be unread in your... Okay, it's I see, unread, I see, I see, but I see, they get a blue tick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's golden. I need to look into that. Because that's my, that's my it. problem. It's like, through the subconscious... Okay, let me ask you That makes me super anxious. It's like, no, I I, why, why I don't you. I understand how my subconscious oh, works? <laughs> I need to go fetch my kids. It's more chinchillas. It's not a chinchilla, that's a rat. Sorry, I was about to say, call your hun, but he's not here. Exactly. Call your other spouses. Yeah, seeing that you've got 10 of them. So he has another question, um, right? Wait, wait, can I do it? Okay, yes, go. Okay, Shoot. I've got a, this is a quick fire one. We're going to start from Krista and go around. Mm. And I just need one answer. Where do you keep your phone at night? Go. Next to my bed, next to my bed. In my hand? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Next to my bed. That's a problem. Mm. Yeah, it is. Because I can't help it personally as well. Mm. When I wake up in the evening, the first, my eyes aren't fucking open and I'm reaching for yes. the phone to see if there's anything. If there's not anything, at 1.34 in the morning, I'll go into Instagram, swipe, I'll put it down. But now you've got the blue light and the no, waves yeah, or whatever the yeah. shit does to your head. Mm. It's not. 100%. And I've said it down many times. I'm going to put my phone fucking upstairs. Because if it's in the dining room, I can walk in and fetch it. Mm. But the problem is, like, my phone's my alarm clock. 
buy an Apple Watch. Chris, that can get us. You got which which model is that? Six. Chris is gonna get us Apple Watch sevens. For everyone. Thank you. One for Thank you, you Aki. You. I just bought this one, bro. It's very nice. I was about so to say I didn't recognize. Excuse it. me. So sell it. I will if you give me a seven. Same. Anyway, Judy, you were saying. So I was saying, talking about phones and out in the field, you guys are, I wouldn't say obliged, but to a certain point, it's an expectation to be on social media and do feeds and stuff like that. Ooh, how are you going down the road? How much anxiety does that bring to you? Because some guests are for it, some are against it. And how do you manage that? Okay, what, the social media thing? Being, being online in the presence of guests. I think it's a, ooh, it's a very fine line. How many rounds are we going to have on this one? Mm, but you know, sorry. I... I often pitch no, it's a good thing. I pitch it to the guests. And I, I say just, to them as well. Yeah, I pitch it to them and I say, listen, would you be happy with me recording a quick video if mm-hmm. your face... On, do you want me to tag you or do you want to be in it? Exactly. On every safari, I try... I would say 90% of the time I get around to asking the guests, listen, if... I'm going to be doing a lot of stories. If your face, the back of your head, your leg, your camera, whatever is on it, are you happy with me posting it? Mm-hmm. 99% of the time people have said whatever sure yeah. we'd love to it's also because you asked yes it's not I've suddenly had they have a camera on their face it's like I've had, I've had one guest who said he doesn't even want the back of his head he doesn't want his foot he wants really? nothing just give me a year which year was this give me a trip <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to we'll talk about this after the podcast oh, afterwards okay. <laughs> like nothing Yo. nothing he didn't yes, want anything <laughs> and I'd ask him like why he's like oh tracking and they're going to kill me and like, bro, what the fuck is this thing? Did you get the... They know where you are. He walks around with this thing. Yeah. They know where you are. Yeah, they're tracking you on your phone, 100%. And you you get what you fear. They okay, but maybe... They're going to slaughter you first, bro. Okay, no, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask... Isn't that part of Squid Games? <laughs> Sorry, different. I haven't watched that. Mm. But yes, it's it's very much a thing. And I always ask them. And even before... If I know I'm... Sitting, I very seldom these days do a story in the vehicle if mm. guests, if I'm behind guests, I, I might do something. Mm. If, if I'm in front of them Never. and they're behind me, I will ask, like, listen guys, are you happy with me recording something? You might, your face, whatever. Yes. Okay. And then I go for it. Okay. So, and I got to a point where it's, I'm not, it doesn't make me anxious asking them because if they say no, I'll be like, okay, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. I'll do it later and I'll prep it. I'll, I've, do I'll something else. Yeah. Yeah, I've got enough experience and I can now I can now wait three, four hours before I get back to the lodge and still make it flow and work. Navigate. Yeah. Um, but also, I used to be so heavy on posting every day on Safari, every mm-hmm. day, when here enough. Like today I posted, I wasn't going to post anything on my feed today until I received an awesome box of wine. So I put that out there. I've got wine as well. I must take a You, home. you must see his wine. Yeah, I saw yours. <laughs> um, Thank you, Emily and Natalie. Emily, Natalie, you ladies are amazing. Thank you. If you're listening to this and you're still alive. I hope like, they're listening to this. Uh, it's like three and a half hours in. <laughs> this has been a good podcast. But <laughs> that wine's awesome. You probably do part one and part two. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to happen. But um, where did I, why did I... Okay, so reverse question. Have you ever had guests that are... Oh, that's the... That's that are recording you and have made you feel uncomfortable and anxious? Not at all. Really? Never. Wait, ask that again. So, oh, well, on the flip side, instead of you recording, have you had guests recording you and making you feel anxious and subconscious, like self-conscious mm-hmm. about how you present yourself? Never. No. Never, ever. And this doubles back to the mask topic. Yeah. I had, and can you... 
like physically, not mentally know your mask, but physically see your mask. Really? Think, no, okay. yeah. So I'd asked that question, we closed like an hour ago, but then I asked the question about, do you see or, or, or do you recognize your masks that you put on? And I recognize them. I can feel when I'm, I'm being me and it's not forced, but it's, you know, I'm, you have I'm, a public I'm persona. yeah, I'm pushing my issues behind me so that I can be the best for my guests type thing. And I was looking through yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, I was going through a lot of Iceland photos and Iceland videos because mm. I wanted to do a punt on Iceland sure. next week. And I was looking at videos of myself recording and speaking to the camera in Iceland and you know what I was going through during my Iceland time. You all know my dad was really, he was in, well, I didn't know, but he was yeah. on his deathbed and I never knew that, but it was, a, it was a stressful time for me and there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, sure. a lot of worry. I'd barely slept that whole safari or that whole tour and I looked at videos of myself and I looked totally normal. And that makes me anxious. Yeah, that should scare the yeah. fuck out of you. Because Bruce? it does for me. Yeah. At that, I sat there and I looked at myself. I'm like, you look happy. You look normal. Mm. Why? The feeling is not matching what you, what you were putting on. Yeah. yeah. And at Brew, I sat in my house yesterday. And I, was, I worked through all those videos to get the content that I needed. Or that I want to mm. work with. Um, and I sat there and I thought to myself, like, why do you look so normal? Like what? Like scary. Brew. It's very scary. And that, that's me, the unknown, is what makes me the most anxious. Like, I don't know why I was looking that way. And that's what freaks me out. Because you're it's good so at putting on a mask. Yeah. And again, what is the but cost But then of again, that? it's like, I, I don't recognize the mask. But that's, that's, that's because, I mean, So to again, me, it's like, I look totally normal. The cost, that's, that's I, remember, I was with you on that trip. Yeah. The, the cost of putting on that mask is what? It's, it's probably a, a rhetorical question, but that's it, is we put on these masks, but what is the cost? Is it now the cost? Is it a year from now? Is it fucking 25 years from it's now? Again, it's again, it's uncertainty. However, if know. you're aware of it, if you can step into that persona, I know I can, and, it's at, and I'm the cost, I know I'm the cost. I've spoken about this with Adele and many people before, but I know I can step up. I can have the most shit time. I've had a really shitty time the last while. Some of you know this. Mm. But still, I would fucking step up and I would be better than everybody. But is there a time frame to that? Like Mike, mentally, when you were going through that, <clears throat> did you set your mind to like, okay, when I hit Joburg, I'm, I'm okay. Or when I hit home with my mom, I'm okay. Like, was it was there like a point where you mentally prepared yourself for, okay, we're at the end of this now? What, my dad's thing? Or... Just that in general, like the, that adrenaline and that and that mask that carries you through to that point. Not it really. was just a free-flowing... Mm. Yeah. I still... <laughs> I asked a friend two days ago, actually, am I broken? Because... And that's a very weird thing to put out here, but... It's like, I, I look at my mom, I look at my sister, and like my sister still gets very emotional mm. about my dad's passing. And I had 
that night in that Russian concentration camp I was in, in Iceland, when I left Vic, that, yes, when I left yeah, you guys, yeah, Brew, that hotel, there wasn't a rat because they don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it was so I'm not booking you back oh there oh <laughs> my god you don't want to go there it was it was bad mm. um, but I think like everything building up to that was just such a and I, again I think subconsciously I knew it's a it's a problem and there's it's going to be it's not good mm. knowing that my dad was going in for what he went in for um but I think from the point where I got the call from my mom that morning at Harley Country Hotel, I think it was just before breakfast. We were going after. to the Diamond Beach that morning. Yes. And I was on the phone the whole time with Laura and Jono back yes. home. And then as we stopped at the Diamond Beach, yeah. the guests were off and I called you back and we had a conversation. Yes, mm. yeah. yes, yes. Because it was at that at the hotel before we went to the beach. Mm. I got a call from my mom saying, I need to get back. And from that point, it's just be from that point, bro. Where did my blur start in terms of COVID and like this whole mess of whatever's we've gone through? Because yep. everything to me seems blurry that and was, muggy. When and was that? January last year. When January 2020. Yeah. I went straight to New York from there. Yes, yeah. That's right. Yes, so yes, January yes. 2020. Everything was since that point. That's where my blur started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you ask someone if you're broke? Oh, because I don't feel like with the loss of my father. I when was this? In I th- 20... No, 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 no. When, when did you ask someone to be broke? Oh, two days ago. I told Look. someone two days ago, I know I'm broken. However, I have pieced myself together. And now, I'm like a little puzzle. Like one of those 3D puzzles, you know, that you put together. Those yes, yeah. Ones. Okay. However, abstract some of the pieces are a bit fucked up. So every now and then, one moves out. And then you must find it. And, and put the, it back. Maybe the cat chewed it a bit, <laughs> or the kid messed Tropicana. Just or force it in. Tropica. You still have an issue with that Tropica messing situation. Pork, yes. Anyway, and then you put it back in. I know I'm broken, but I'm fixing myself. I try to fix myself. I no, feel like I have fixed myself to a point. Can it? No, it's like to, like to me, it's like you'd ask that point, or I'd ask that question, am I broken? It's not because. I can feel I'm broken. It's just like, why don't I feel that emotional? Why don't I feel like my dad and I were like, we were like best I mates. I can relate mm. to that though, Mike. You know, we flip, we were always, every weekend or every second, if I was off. here, we were on the bikes. Yeah. We would be riding, we'd be going, mm. we'd be doing things. But it's, it's yes, I miss him, I think about him, but it's not, it's like I don't break down or I don't get sure. emotional you about deal it. deal stuff differently. Yes, and everyone's yeah. different. But yeah. then again, then you ask yourself, but am I broken? Like, why I don't you. I feel that? Why, why am I not sad? I should be. You know what? And, and this is a compliment to you. I think you've got your shit more together than most people that I know. Yeah, I reckon you... I really do think so. You're very consistent. And I think because of that, the, the, the challenge that you might have is you're looking at how the, general, the reasonable person yeah. might react. They might freak the fuck out and think that, that, that. But you've got your shit together. So the question of am I broke is based on what the the general public might perceive mm. dude i take my hat off to you thanks you've got your shit together more than most people i know <laughs> that's true you really do also that's one of the biggest compliments i've gotten in a long no, time i mean it i mean every word cheers bro there we go there we go true yeah yeah it's something no, i think about the reason i was asking that like at what point do you self Yes. Okay, we're choosing for another limoncello or a chinchilla, whatever the fuck it's called. Chinchilla, yeah. let's drink a chinchilla. Turn into a chinchilla. Drink a rot. Yeah, it's a sipping one. I sip. 
You can't cheers and put it down. That's bad luck. First of all, don't spit. <laughs> don't spit your chinchilla everywhere, Judy. You need to swallow, Judy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> See, here's the thing. In South Africa, if you cheers, you have to I'm make out. eye contact. Tap. And you can't put it down because it's bad luck. I've just snorted over everyone as well. Sorry. I would like to make a point now that we are on how many percent battery? We've got 11 percent of battery left here. Okay. Okay. We need to wrap this up. The fact go. that mm. this has gone on for so long. A lot longer than expected. Shows the importance of just sitting down and having a conversation with people that you trust, you that know, you know. And having a conversation, whether it is a very deep one, whether it's a light one. We've gone from deep, deep to light on this. This whole oh, second leg deeper. of the discussion, because we, we ended about an hour ago, <laughs> that's your ending point right there. Yeah. Okay, so with that, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. The importance um, of it. Last word, Mike, go. Thank you for listening, and yeah, shout if you need anything. Yeah. Judy, go. Yeah, to support you, we get a kick out of it, and yeah, yeah to help. Krista, go. Yeah, talk about it, find your person. Done. Guys, um, for the people around the table, it's been an absolute privilege. We need to do this more. For those of you listening, thank you for bearing with us for two hours and something minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Um, If you want to chat, I will put everybody's email addresses at the bottom of this podcast. Um, Thank you for listening and stay safe. Cheers. Bye. 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 Okay, so there you go. Like I said to you, as real and honest as I think you're going to get. Now, again, with Mike and myself specifically being open enough to say to you, yes, we have anxiety on trips. Yes, we worry about things. That, I mean, I think it balances off against we are very good at what we do, but we're very open and honest and we take care of ourselves, which means you as the client, you as the guest, will get a real authentic and honest experience. I'm, I'm proud of that. I really am. So... If you guys haven't yet, I will put the link to the sign-up for my newsletter in the description. If you have any further thoughts, if you want to comment on anything that was said, if you have questions for Krista, Michael, Judy, I will put all of the email addresses in the description as well. Get in touch. (coughs) And then... If you would like to chat, if you have questions, if you want to set up a Zoom with me, let's chat, let's talk about things, right? You can get hold of me on my email, jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, at wildeye.co.za. That's wildeye, two words with a dash in between, W-I-L-D-E-Y-E.co.za. Or hit me up on social media, Jerry Vault, one word on every single platform. And I would really love to hear your thoughts on the back of this one. And if you're willing to share, I'd love to hear what you think and feel about these things as well. Also, if you know of anybody who you think might get value from this podcast episode or that might enjoy this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could share it with them as well. But guys, as always, thank you for lending me your ears for two hours and 20 minutes this time. And I appreciate you taking the time. I really, really do. So I'm going to sign off for now and I will see you in the next episode. Wherever in the world you are, good morning, good evening and good night. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one and stay safe.